This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Slice, and I got some exciting news. The Doughboys are going back on tour in 2022. That's right. Ticket info at headgum.com slash live. That's headgum.com slash live. See you there, baby. Enjoy life. Eat out more often. This phrase was emblazoned on the menu for the Green Frog Restaurant, a luncheonette founded in Waycross, Georgia in 1938 by a 19-year-old entrepreneur named Bill Darden. Offering service with a hop and selling a cryptically named Swamp Boy Breakfast, the Green Frog was a local hit and notably featured an integrated dining room, particularly bold for the era in the American South. And while the frog didn't grow beyond a single location, its success enabled Darden to first invest in chain restaurants by opening a network of regional Howard Johnsons, and ultimately to launch his own. A landlocked seafood house opened in 1968 called the Red Lobster Inn. The brand name was simplified, Facebook style, and Red Lobster became such a sensation that it was purchased by processed food megalith General Mills within the decade, with Bill Darden still managing the brand. The Darden stewarded restaurant subsidiary opened the Olive Garden in 1982, doing for Italian fare what Red Lobster did for seafood, and both brands grew nationally and internationally up through Darden's death in 1994. But Darden restaurants outlived the man himself, spawning other brands such as Longhorn Steakhouse, Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen, and Yard House. And in recent years, Darden has outgrown its more casual roots and graduated into the high roller white tablecloth fine dining sector acquiring and replicating an upscale Austin seafood restaurant called Eddie V's, as well as a steakhouse first opened in 1990 in Providence, Rhode Island. Intended as a revitalization project for the city's depressed downtown, the chop shop was a hit with well-heeled Rhode Islanders, featuring dry-aged steaks and the obligatory extensive wine list. After Darden's acquisition, the concept went national, attempting to meet-compete with sector stalwarts like Morton's and Ruth's Chris, and while it doesn't yet have the market or mind share of those historic brands, with 28 Eddie V's prime seafood outlets in 62 locations of the Providence-founded Steakhouse, it's fair to call Darden's dalliance with fine dining a success. And as a business lunch for high-powered finance types and a special occasion dinner for the rest of us, though it couldn't be more different than the Green Frog, Darden's company's fine dining steakhouse compels you to enjoy life. Eat out more often. This week on Doughboys, the Capitol Grill. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, the Cruanon Shaman, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. <laughs> Cruanon Shaman. So, like, I because I rode crew? Because you rode crew, famously. Wow. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I thought they'd go Chewanon, but I like mm. the Cruanon. It's a little bit of a, of a twist I was not expecting. That was from James in Oakland. First time, long time. Appreciate the show. Roastspoonman at gmail.com. Cruanon. Cruanon. You know what? 
You gotta have a you gotta have a certain mindset to do to row crew wags. Where we row one, we row all. That's kind of how it goes. You gotta be tough, mentally tough. Mm, got it. That's why I did it. Like the Winklevoss twins. Mm-hmm. They were good friends of mine. <laughs> Wait, they were? Yeah. Wow, okay. The mm-hmm. biographical detail. Do you think there this is one of those things where it's like I'm sure boxing fans are like furious that like the most famous boxer is Jake Paul. And I have to think yeah. that like people who are like really into rowing, like because you know, that's like an Olympic sport, right? There's like international yeah. competitions. They're 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 fucking regattas, oh, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. We're furious. You gotta be mad that the Winklevosses are the most famous rowers when they're We're like actually like about this. They're elite athletes who are competing at the highest levels in rowing. Except I think they were pretty good. They weren't like, oh, were like they? A, I think I think I think the Winklevosses were actually pretty good rowers. I'm like I'm gonna I mean, like, it right now. They were like, you know, they're Ivy they rowed at Harvard. Uh-huh. And they did they ever row for the Olympics or anything? Jeez. Uh I just I just binged Winklevoss twins rowing and it says uh <laughs> they are uh both the Michael Jordan of rowing. Oh well. So there you go. It just shows you, I mean, I rode and I don't think I've watched anyone row since. I don't. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, televise I guess, well. Yeah. I don't think I care. I mean, I guess it's an, it is an Olympic sport, so that's fun to watch them yeah. row away. I just, you know, I didn't care. I didn't care for it. Yeah. It's beautiful, Wags, to be on the water, to see that that glassy water early in the morning. Yeah, I've been canoeing on Boy Scout trips, but I've never actually done a like that big uh, those big long boats. Jeez, what? canoeing on Boy Scout trips? Yeah, it was we'd canoe the Colorado River? <laughs> I mean, it sucked. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Five a.m. wake up, wise. I didn't get much sleep last night. My mom is here. That's right. You, uh, you've now. How long? How many weeks have you been in LA now since you left Quincy? I've been in LA two weeks, and my mom is okay. Here. You've been in LA for two weeks. Yeah, you, you were you were in Quincy for a year and a half. Come back to LA for two weeks, and your and mom, my mom is, is visiting. Here. Yeah, and I so I slept on the couch <laughs> last night, so I'm I'm truly exhausted. Mitch, I also uh, got some bad sleep, and and you know what? I was uh, I I had like a I was like up till five a.m. I couldn't sleep last yeah. night. I was completely like I was up till five a.m. and I got like you know three to four hours of sleep. I'm 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 on fumes right now. Yeah, great. It's gonna be a good episode from <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, howdy ho, just Boo Nation. Oh boy. Uh, and here, Wags, my friend, is a little drop. We're hearing, boy, we're hearing some yard work or something on your mic. Yeah, that's, 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 Hi, boys. It's funny, Wags, because before this started, I, I there was some yard work going on. I asked Emma if she could hear it. Oh, uh, no. She couldn't. She couldn't hear a thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she was paying attention to me. Where are you, Emma? <laughs> she's she's engineering another out. podcast right now. 
High and mighty. I can hear Gabrus <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Wait, that podcast uh, is better. <laughs> Let's just listen to that. Stop telling our guests other podcasts are better. They're going to leave us. <laughs> Hi, boys. First time dropper. Short, dumb, and absolutely come free. Well, now it's not. Jesus Christ. Uh, you're doing good, and I like it. Steven. So this is what he writes, Steven. So dash S-T-E-P-H-E-N. And then parentheses mm-hmm. next to it, he puts Steven. S-T-E-V-E-N. I think he's like, because in the era of Steph Curry, he wants oh. to be like, it's pronounced Steven. Got it. Yes. Got it. But spelled Steven. Because it used to be that, like, that, like, I couldn't Stephen tell if he King, was just going to make up his mind. You know what I mean? If he was like, oh, that could be it. <laughs> oh, no, Stephen King. It was the Stephen King era, and then it was the Steph Curry era. That was the we Steph Curry era. And so, like, people see the spelling and they're like, oh, Stephen. It's like, no, it's Stephen. Mm. You think yeah. that happens to Stephen King? Well, that's a different guy. Um, oh, Stephen, Stephen King is a different guy. Stephen King's a different guy. He's got a, you know, he he writes horror novels and he's also got a great three point shot. So <laughs> imagine if you fucking hit a three pointer right in Pennywise's face. Oh, man, he'd flip his lid. He'd flip his lid. Crawl right back into the sewers. Never five emerge. on five. Me and my boys versus five Langoliers. We take them down. <laughs> They're trying to eat the shot clock. That's not fair, Langoliers. You know that's yeah, fucked come on. up. Play the game. Our rules. Then I'd fucking dribble one of the Langoliers. They were kind of ball-like, weren't they? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I only saw the TV movie. Yeah, Balky was in it. I remember that much. Yeah. Um, Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. Also plays Conan in the South Park movie. Who does he play in the South Park movie? Conan, doesn't he? Oh, does he really? That's that's Bronson Pinchot? No, that never mind. I'm thinking of the actor who played. I'm thinking of Brent Spiner. That's Brent Spiner who plays Data in Star Trek. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you yeah. really fucked up. Anyways, uh, Steven's, Steven's Twitter name is at Zimzam. At X-I-M underscore X-A-M. Wow. Zim, I, I figure that's Zimzam, but who knows? Spoonman drops at gmail.com. That's the address. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, send them in. Let's intro our guest. Why is it? Yeah, it was just it was a couch night for me. We'll 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 get into it. Mm-hmm. We'll uh mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about our sleeping habits because mm-hmm. we were talking about this beforehand with our guest. Uh, the topic of insomnia came up, though in a different context. Our guest today hosts the podcast Fake the Nation, which is now right here on Headgum. Nagin Farsad. Hi, wow. Nagin. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? doing? Thank okay. you for being here. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I, yes, we're both we're both having a bad day. Apparently. No, I hear you're just you're sleepy. Little I'm gonna sleepy. have to carry carry this entire podcast on my own shoulders. <laughs> I see. It's all that up was, to uh, me now. That was That's usually that was, what happens. With that was, yeah, that was the case no matter what. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Nagin, before we started, we were talking about insomnia cookies. You have yeah. a you have some takes on insomnia, which we had a great time with. Uh, yeah. We enjoyed our visit there. We 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 gave it a pretty glowing review. But but what's your take? Yeah, I remember that. I was I, I actually I felt so badly that um, that you know I I had given basically what happened is it came into my neighbor. I live in New York City. I live in the East Village, 
And it came into my neighborhood and I was like, not in my backyard, sirs. You know what I mean? I, I was just weirdly <laughs> right. not welcoming um, to this one cookie shop. Uh, I felt, and I've never even tried it. And then I I saw your episode, I, I listened to it and I felt bad. Like, why didn't I even ever give them a real chance, you know? Uh, right. So I, I, I'm going to correct that. And I just want to credit this show for for bringing justice to insomnia cookies um, from me, uh, <laughs> from my needless uh, bigotry against insomnia yeah. cookies. <laughs> right. It was great. Well, we've done some Surprise, good Surprisingly great. It's always great because now we've moved on to like whatever. Yeah, like, you know, the restaurants we're eating at now, wise is like we're eating at the wheat shop or some fucking bullshit. Sure. Where it's like it's a place yeah. that has different wheat bowls. Yeah, you get to try some wheat bowls, and it's right. got seven right. locations all in the greater Tulsa area. Um. <laughs> well, and and I'll tell you one thing about the insomnia cook. I think one of my main issues with them is I feel like the logo is it indicates that you should not take their cookies seriously. There's something mm. about the signage to me that you're That's just like, funny. oh, you you don't think I should take this cookie seriously, so I won't. And I think that that's part of it. Yeah, that's I like that. That's a good. That's a that's that's a funny point. If uh, McDonald's <laughs> right. had like a little cartoon hamburger, I'd be like, I don't, don't, yeah, don't put up this on. cartoon hamburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little playful, so it's like a it's like a three quarters half moon. Um, that's that's but the moon is a cookie that's had a bite taken out of it, and then some mm. of the crumbs have become the stars in the sky. Mm. So evoking both nighttime and eating cookies, but yeah, it's very uh, yeah, it's, it's it's very sort of playful and and um, whimsical, right? And it's in it and it's not like cookie forward, you know what I sure. mean? It's not mm. like serious mm. about the cookie. The logo isn't serious about the cookie. The logo is more serious about the time of day that you can eat it. Yes. I like that. That's funny because you don't usually see when I'm thinking of it. You don't usually see like a the. I mean, Burger King, I guess, famously, bur but it's not a burger you're seeing. You know, you're not really seeing a burger in the Burger King sign. It's kind of shaped like a burger. The but old school original oh, yeah. logo, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but you but you don't usually see like a like you know <laughs> a little cartoon version of the uh, of the God bless you, Emma. You don't you, you don't <laughs> usually see a little cartoon version of the uh, of the food. When, I was when, probably uh, going to edit out that sneeze, I was guessing. And then you said, God bless you. And now we're locked into a sneeze. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I didn't realize I was, I was unmuted. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about the show is just these organic <laughs> moments when yes. snot hits the mic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now Mitch isn't the only one who sneezes. That was kind of what I was aiming at, Emma, is that if people make fun of me for sneezing. Looks like Emma's the sneezer. Write some fucking, <laughs> make up some drops about Emma being a sneezy. And, uh, <laughs> it's me now. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, all the fucking stupid bullshit you have, Wags, with your, they latched on for me being a sneeze man for months. A sneeze guy. <laughs> you were sneezing on Mike. You had some allergies going on or something. Had to be addressed. No, I didn't. Nothing was, it did not have to be addressed. <laughs> okay. Anyways. I was rambling on about cartoon logos, but you don't usually see like the food too often in the logo. You know what I mean? You don't. You yeah. don't see it too often. And I think you shouldn't. Wags is Wags is skeptical of this. He's, no, he's I'm. I'm. I'm just. 
I'm doing a mental Rolodex. I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. Cause like the, the mm. Starbucks logo is like a mermaid, you know, Taco Bell's obviously the bell. I'm just thinking of the big iconic ones and an out burger is like, you know, like an arrow. Um, yeah. so yeah, you're right. I think, I think it's a, I think that's a fair point. For those who don't know, when Wiger's doing a mental Rolodex, his uh, his eyes go back in his head, and you just see the whites of his eyes. It's very <laughs> creepy, actually. <laughs> very impressive. It's like I'm warging. But also, yeah. you should please see an ophthalmologist. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> uh, noted. Um, it's a. Uh, I, I will. I, I, yeah, I, find I, an I ophthalmologist definitely... who tell you not to kiss you. Isn't that isn't that okay. what happened? <laughs> yeah, I had a I had an incident with an optometrist years ago, giving me an exam oh. who. Um, Asked me for a kiss, or or or, and I did not reciprocate. <laughs> That's very awkward. Very awkward. I th- I can't tell you like. I mean, obviously, you've let me down a lot in the past, but I'm saying that is like maybe that's maybe my number one is that you didn't kiss. I wish I would wish that you two had kissed more than anything. Were you were you dating Natalie at this point? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I enough. also I'm just I'm I'm star- I'm pretty surprised that an optometrist was like sexy in that way. It's just not a profession that I give a lot of sexiness points to. Mm. No, I'm I'm with you. I mean, it's like, you know, you've got like the, there's like the sexy librarian trope, you know, like, 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 mm. oh, they're going to let their hair down or whatever, but you don't really think of optometrists in the same way. Um, you know what's funny yeah, to I, me about all this? Mm-hmm. The optometrist needs her, uh, her eyes checked. Wow, Mitch. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> <gasps> Nagin, you grew up in in Palm Springs, California, which yeah. is kind of a a resort town. Like that's like yeah. a place. Like like Natalie and I went to Palm Springs uh, for a getaway this uh, during during you know the this this past summer. Um, the Rat Pack used to hang out there famously. Yes. I, I, what yeah. was it like actually growing up? Did there? the auto- did the autonomous come with you guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, she tagged along. <laughs> Are you guys a thruple now with excellent vision? <laughs> We're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I grew up in Palm Springs, California, and it's funny because people like you who visit Palm Springs, and there are very many of you, um, yes. are always Water. asking me, like, where should I go? You know, tell me, give me the the scoop on what, to, what are your recommendations? And like, I was essentially a townie, you know what I mean? In this resort town. And so my recommendations are really like, definitely think you should check out like the Denny's on Highway 111. Did a lot of work there. <laughs> um, there. You should definitely go to these places called the Circles, which were a bunch of cul-de-sacs that didn't have houses built on them. Uh, they're just empty cul-de-sacs wow. <laughs> that we used to hang Wait. out at. Where kids can um, hang out. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> there's just a bunch of really great places for teenagers uh, to hang out at that I highly recommend if you're going to Palm Springs. It, it must, it uh, the the it must be a close knit group of teens that live there because it yeah it, it it has it has it has the reputation of being uh where old folks go the, yeah. the Palm Springs is 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 the, that a lot of old old folks will go there, but it does have a lot. There's a lot of cool like. If you look into it, there's like a lot of cool California eateries and stuff there, right, Nick? Like old school places that uh that have existed forever. Yeah, it's it's a pretty decent food town, and you know, yeah. uh, but it's it's a it's definitely catered towards 
hey, it, it, you know, people are here for their weekend brunch or whatever. You know, I'm I'm sure there's spots that the locals. Natalie found this pupuseria that we went to that was fantastic. That was a little uh, uh, away from the main drag. Um, so I'm sure there's spots like that that like locals frequent that are a little less known to the tourist side. Right. It felt like bur. I felt like the places that I've heard there that I want to go to sound like kind of Burbanky, like Chili John's weird places that I want that I want to try. But um, but also Wags, we can't forget the Taco Bell Hotel was once there as well. That's Wasn't right. Was there a Taco yes. Bell Hotel in Palm Springs? I believe yes. I think that's where it was set up when it was when wow. it when it happened. Wow. Okay. We have a okay. food podcast. We've been to Taco Bell eight times, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Was it during COVID? Is that why? why? Why didn't we go there? I don't understand why we didn't do it. I think it was just far. Like, it's just far enough where it's like, ah, oh, that's not a day trip. Like That's you know. our excuse? <laughs> well, that yeah, that's our excuse. It's far? It's not even that. It's like. It's it's not that far. It's a couple hours, a few a hours. hours. It's a substantial drive. Uh, I'm happy we didn't go because I feel like it would be like the Hotel California for us. We we check out, but we would never leave. <laughs> and they and they ended it right. Like they don't. It's yeah, not they, yes. a thing anymore. Okay. Yeah, just like one of their. Window. Just like one of their. Just like one of their new items. They've uh, they've done away with it. It's discontinued. Yeah. Classic yeah, Taco yeah. Bell. Well, mm-hmm. I want to say in. In Palm Springs's defense, um, that they have, there's a lot of like, I think one of the things that people can experience there, you know, besides an occasional Taco Bell hotel is um, just like really lovely hotels that also mm. have like fun, great dining. Uh, so there's a bunch of, you know, we, you know, like little hotels that have like the 1950s glamour vibe. Yes, or the that's, 2021. Yes, that's what I was yeah, of. totally. Yeah. Or the like 2021, you know, LA hipster vibe. Sure. Uh, there's a, there's just mm-hmm. eight, there's hotels each with like a little theme, and uh, and they're quite delightful to hang out at. So you know, just to, just to do my duty as a as a daughter of Palm Springs uh, to promote <laughs> the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it, it it can be a very fun trip. I I uh, I've. I've uh, I've I've been there quite a few times, and then nearby I've gone. I went to Coachella once. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, which which I, which I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't love, but but there's like there's concerts out there, and people will go there for like uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties. Oh, there's yeah. a lot, a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of yes. there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Destination weddings, just for whatever mm. reason, people associate Palm Springs with marriage related, like wedding related activities, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, yeah. I the wonder desert. if it's it, yeah. I wonder if that's the, if it's like you can, you just kind of have that association because of Vegas, and you're just sort of like, oh yeah, the desert. That's a oh, place yeah. where you go to get married. I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing like eternal love than the heat of a of a desert, <laughs> and dirt, <laughs> and cacti laden yeah, desert, <laughs> punishing arid climate, vultures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my in-laws. There you <laughs> go. People. They're lovely people. Uh, we went. We're in. We're in Palm Springs. We went to this bar called Pole Bar, and because we just like found, we were like, well, "What's a bar around here that's a little, you know, again, not not like just going to be uh, uh-huh. clogged with bachelorette parties?" And we like, we found this really well-reviewed place, and we're like, "Oh, let's go to this place, Pole Bar." And we we went there, 
And this guy greets us and says, hi, I'm Paul. Welcome to Paul Bar. And he's like, yeah, I own this bar. My name is Paul, and I named it Paul Bar. And you know what? Wow. It was a great bar, nice little speakeasy, staffed fully by honks. Wow. A lot of nice. fun. Nice. And did you have, yeah. like, what, signature cocktails? Um, yeah, they were all Paul-themed. There's Paul. a Paul Bearer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's, it seems very much like a Paul Bearer move. Yes. His name is Paul Bearer, right? It's, Paul, it's, it's true. It's P- P-A-U-L. Paul, right, uh, wh- Paul Bear, uh, Paul Worker, which is a riff on Pole Worker, so like an election-themed <laughs> cocktail. Right. Uh-uh. Um, it's red, white, and blue. So Paul Bunyan. It's Paul Revere, of course. Paul Bunyan comes in after the Beastie cup. Boys song. Yes. <gasps> nice. That's fun. Um, were the Winkle, the, were the, you said there were hunks there. Were the Winklevoss twins there? They were both working there, yeah. Wow. <laughs> With Sharon one tuxedo. I didn't know what regatta and all that stuff was growing up in Palm Springs. Row, is that what they did? Regatta? What's the difference between regatta and rowing? Are they the same thing? I think a regatta is maybe sailing, but I just, it's, to me, yes. I just, I, yeah. I, sailing. What, what are the, yeah. Okay. What do you call a rowing mm-hmm. thing? Well, I, I called it a regatta earlier, so, because I, I don't, I don't know either, but like, it, what, what is the row, mm. what do you call a rowing race, Mitch? I would call it a race. That's what I, that's, just call it a straight easy. up race. That's what oh, I rowing? would do. Yeah, rowing race. I mean, head of the right. Charles. You know, that's one. Like, uh, oh, yeah, oh wait, hold yeah. on. There is a name for him, and now I'm forgetting. <laughs> it just popped into my head. Mm, I forget. Yeah, I forget. these are all things that I I did not I did not have access to as a, as a child in the desert. We didn't. Right. We we weren't we weren't really dealing with rowing and regattas. It's probably yeah. one of those things that that like when people hear you're from California. They're like, oh, surf's up, bro. It's just like, yeah. no, yeah. California's got landlocked, mountains and deserts. And, yeah. Landlocked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking that Army Hammer played the Winklevoss twins, and mm-hmm. thank God there was only one of only one Army Hammer. Oh boy. They're, yeah. Oh, <laughs> was that a, a salient um like a biting political take. Uh, that, and it's just because he's they would like having two Hannibal Lecters. If there was another Army Hammer, it would be scary. Oh right, yes. Yeah. He ate. Didn't he eat somebody? Oh, well, look, we don't have to get I into it. Army I don't know Hammer. Actually, I think he fantasized. I think he had some cannibalism fantasies and some just some weird texts and allegations that came out that weren't particularly pleasant. Well, you came out. You came out in strong support of him for the cannibal stuff, right, Wags? I was like, look, if he wants to eat a person. Like, that's fine. It's not kink shame that. <laughs> Every time I, I feel like I hear a story about cannibalism, it's out of Germany. Have you noticed that? I mean, it, it, with yeah. the exception of Army Hammer. But uh, <laughs> I I feel like lots of cannibalism stories are out of Germany. Just uh, the, the, the Florida of Europe or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up krauts. <laughs> Constantly, he's just doing the cartoon thing of seeing someone and they're turning into a hot dog or a hamburger or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of big hunks of meat, let's talk mm. steak. Ooh. Now, you know, Palm Springs, I think, has some, and, and, and again, this is, this is, again, more of a touristy thing, but I know that yeah. that's a place, because it's like this old school, again, Rat Packy yeah. era 
you know, a resort town. It has some a bunch of steakhouses. I haven't actually been to any, but I, I know that it has that reputation. But are you someone who who likes yourself a a, a big hunk of beef? Yeah, you know, and it's weird because I also have like increasingly felt guilty about my sure. hunks of beef consumption. Um, as we as we tape this, there's a climate summit happening. Um. Mm. But, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I don't actually eat that much. I do, I like sort of reserve it for special occasions, like when I'm going to go to a steakhouse. Like, so it's a pretty infrequent thing for me. And for me, yeah, for me to have like a big hunk of beef. I also feel like it's one of those things that you cannot successfully cook at home. Like, unless you're Hmm. very skilled or something. I just, I've Mm. never... I've never had an at-home steak that I'm like that's fantastic, you know? Yeah, it it's a uh, I I will say so so first thing is that I I'm uh, as I've said in this podcast before, I'm not eating meat in the year of our Lord right. uh, 2021. No meat shall I mm-hmm. eat. So so but I did I have I do have some experience cooking some steaks at home and I will say there's a little bit of a learning curve but you can you can definitely figure it out. I think the the, the key is you just need like a super hot cast iron skillet cuz that'll give you that steakhouse char on it. Um and then you just you know you practice with some 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 cheaper cuts till you get the technique down and then you can when when you're feeling confident you can go get get yourself a uh, you know, a nicer, a nicer piece of beef and, um, feel like you're not going to ruin it. But yeah, I did uh, the reverse sear method seems to work pretty well for a, yeah, for an at-home really approximation like of a, of a, uh, of a steakhouse steak. That said, I think it's, I think it's actually, as far as limiting your consumption, keeping it to be like, this is a special meal that I'm going to go to a place to get out. Cause like, I, yeah, I would run into a thing of just like, wait, why am I having, I'm having, I'm having this, I'm having beef too frequently. That was honestly part Mm. of my, my decision to, 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 to just scale back entirely is just like, yeah, it's, it's the same sort of thing of like, I just know how many gallons of water went into this one pound of meat I'm going to consume, uh, all the ecological devastation that was wreaked because of this, this burger or this, you know, ribeye I'm about to eat. And it, it, it became harder and harder to justify. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so uh it feels really I mean I think I'm a little bit lucky in that I get a little bit of a stomach ache when I eat uh beef so it's also one of those things where I've like to be prepared for an evening of mild stomach pains um and so like it 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 has forced me to like just generally not be a huge consumer of beef um but I I you know, when I've read the, it's become so much more popular to like report on beef consumption as being a big problem and all yes. that stuff. And now that I'm reading mm-hmm. more and more about that, just because apparently everything's on fire and we're all going to die, I, uh, <laughs> I, I've been more and more felt more and more guilty about beef. So I'm, I'm, I've been very impressed by your vegetarian or wait, is it a full vegetarian year or is it a no, no beef year? Yeah, no, no, no doing. meat, no fish. I, I'm, no I'm meat, eating no eggs. Fish, right? I'm eating cheese. So yeah, I've, I've, I've still got that on the table. Um, I it. think going full vegan would have been too tough for me. But yeah. the, but this has been pretty manageable. Yeah, it's. I, I was reading actually. I was reading this morning as of this record that the Netherlands is now at has reached a threshold where a, a, a majority of adults don't consume meat every day. 
which like doesn't sound like 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 yeah, not eating not eating meat every day, but like it's just like you think of that happening in America. It's just like yeah, the idea of of a majority of our population like not having meat every day. We're such a meat forward. You yeah. know, our diets are just so dominated by just like like a surplus of meat consumption. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, look, it's a it's a problem, and I, I still eat meat. So I I, I I obviously the environment is my main concern, and I still eat it. It's 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 tough in 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 a world where where you know you were raised on beef. I I I, I try not to eat meat too often. I mean, red meat yeah. specifically. But uh, I, I, it gives me stomach problems too. I was saying that when, when, because uh, I went with my mom wags this week, and uh, I've, after having a big steak, I'm like, I need to, I need to like drink like a bunch of water. Yes. Just too much, too much red meat sitting in my stomach. Just can it can affect me for like a couple days. Um, so that is an issue as I get older too. I was trying to think of what would happen uh, if I, you know, having gone 11 plus months without having any meat at all, if I just like went full, I just had a fucking 22 ounce bone in ribeye, like what my, <laughs> like what that would do to my intestinal, you know, tract. You maybe, pretty, you maybe just turn to stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has more personality. <laughs> There'd be the Lakers great statues outside of Stable Center and then just, you know, like a... A, a few feet away, there. inside yeah. Capitol Grill, a stone wire. <laughs> the plaque that says, hey, buddy. Um, well, if I'd have to, if I had to expire into a stone statue, I would say a Capitol Grill isn't a terrible place to do it. Wow. How about that? Did you like and that? Hey, Thank you. I loved it. That's, and maybe a I hint loved it too. And where our reviews are heading, we'll find out right after this break. Wow. <laughs> today's episode of doughboys is brought to you by helix wags i've had a helix mattress now for six years maybe seven years wow it's been a while it was pre-pandemic i know that much man i know and you know what my sleep has greatly improved i love my helix mattress it's like a cloud Wally and Irma sleep in there together. They love it. They don't want to leave the bed. Cute. I don't want to leave the bed. Probably bad for you. You know what? Anytime I'm late here, blame it on Helix. Wow. I'm sleeping away. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, Wags, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, which is a problem for me. I heat up. Problem for me, too. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design, combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Wags, 
I took the Helix Sleep Quiz and I was matched with a Moonlight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft, just like me. Wow. And not only is the mattress the best you've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy, as you were telling me. Helix mm-hmm. mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. You know what? Ross Kimball helped me set it up. Good guy, Ross. Shout out to Ross. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helix Partner 2-0. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with Nagin Farsad discussing this week's chain, the Capital Grill, spelled with Wax. a superfluous trailing E. Mm. Yes, oh, there it is, G-R-I-L-L-E. Uh, text to my crew friend. Oh, Ormond's rolling around on the floor. It's kind of cute. Uh, and uh, my crew friend has said uh, it, it's a regatta. It's a regatta. It's a. So it we is were, a regatta. Yeah, we fucked up. So we well, were. We, so we were. No, we were right, and then we thought we were wrong, and then we ended up. We ended up being right. Well, Nagin, Nagin what said a roller regatta. coaster we went through. Yeah. What a what a. <laughs> The roller coaster ride, no one had fun on. It's like a you get on the track. <laughs> what a experience! It was like taking the SATs all over again. <laughs> How fun that was! That's one of Blagger's high school highlights, actually. So taking the SATs, I had a great time. Yeah, oh, so fun. <laughs> um, I'm hey, you know what? Standardized tests measure your ability to take standardized tests, and hey, I, I was always <laughs> fine at that. Uh, capital girl spelled with an E, uh, which I, I've never seen that spelling of grill before. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's valid. Isn't that like the British spelling? Is that how you've you never spell seen it? The, you've never UK? seen that. You've never seen that spelling before. I've seen the G R I L L E. It's like double P E. Isn't it like the same, same phenomenon? You've never seen it before. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't feel like I run into it. Yeah. This is funny. Maybe this is more of a dumb East coast thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking here. It looks like there is a there is somewhere. I, I just I just looked for I just binged grill nearby, and there with an extra e. And there is a a restaurant a a Napa Valley Grill, uh, mm. not far from L.A. So that it does seem like it's it's a spelling that's in some use. I just I hadn't encountered it. You know, on the east coast of the country, there's you know, oi, we just we just moved here and we're opening up this this grill. You know, it's that sort of thing. Right. Yes, an expat <laughs> from the UK decides uh-huh. to open their grill restaurant. And they're bringing the British spelling with them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's That's weird because the British are they known for their steaks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I oh, feel yeah. like they're known for like a meat pie where they're just throwing a bunch yes. of unrelated vegetables and a couple of pieces of meat into a pie formation. I I was never. <laughs> As unhealthy as I was living in London for six months. 
Wow. You lived in London for six months. I mean, it was only after I lived in Paris for like two years, but yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's the appropriate reaction. Um, (laughs) I'm so worldly. I just want to make sure listeners know uh, that I have a passport. So just please make note of that. Um, No, but I, I, you know, it's, it's weird because I I lived in Paris and I I did all these weird jobs. I waited tables and I, I taught English and whatever. And I just, on a casual level, had access to some of the best food on the planet, obviously. That's just what it is to be a a French person. It's like their Mm. shitty cuisine is very good. And then I go to London um, because my work visa in France, like, ran out. I had to go, and I managed to score another work visa in the UK, and I, uh, I ended up getting a job there, I, I actually uh, probably a place you guys have already done. Uh, most most people say, "Oh, I, you know, I, I went and I lived in London for a while, and oh, it was so quaint. I I was a um I was a bartender at a, at, a, at this most lovely pub um, across the street from a garden, right? Like that's kind of like what yes. you anticipate hearing from it from someone with their expat experience." Uh, I was, however, a waitress at a Pizza Hut in London. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's right. Wow. Um, so it was um, a pizza hut in London. A pizza a hut in London. Pizza hut? A sit-down pizza hut across from Victoria wow. Station, and uh, and it's where I learned, uh, you know, at a tender age. And I don't even know if I was emotionally prepared to know this uh, that the British. Uh, they like to order prawns on their pizza like fucking psychopaths. Wow! And uh, it was uh, there was there was a little bit of a trauma associated with that particular order. Uh, but yeah, yeah so I, that was my you know cute international London experience was just at a straight up American chain. Wow, that rules. Yeah, that, that's wild. <laughs> Does it rule? <laughs> I mean, we're impressed. <laughs> Only on this podcast would anyone be impressed by that. <laughs> I found my people. I found my people. Oi, I ordered the stuffed crust pizza. It's stuffed with cheese, not prawns. What gives, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how disgusting that would be? Oh, my God. <laughs> you, so you mentioned wait, you were also waiting tables in Paris. I, I'm just curious because, yeah. you know, the, the big divide – and I'm someone who's never crossed an ocean, but I know from reading this that that the big divide in you know the U.S. and most of the rest of the world is tip culture. Oh, and as a yeah. server, like like what did the I don't know what was that like? Just not like not having to be you know working as a as a server um, at various establishments, but not but not also being not beholden to like tips. exactly yeah yeah. So when I so weirdly like when I was in France. I think part of the reason they hired me specifically was that I spoke French, but with like, in a, you know, with a slight American accent. Got it. And I think they just thought that would be kind of fun for their customers or something. <laughs> and um, and then, so as a result, like they they aggressively do not tip, right? So that that's definitely what happens. But they do a living wage. So I, the weird thing Mm. about waiting tables in France was that like, I otherwise lived quite comfortably, like for my, it's not, you know, for the stuff I wanted to get done as a, you know, 23 year old, which was just, 
you know, getting wasted and going to the club. Um, in in that sense, I made plenty of money um, waiting tables, and it was awesome. Uh, so that's, I think, a big difference between most of Europe and the United States is that they want you to be a, if you're working 40 hours a week, like it's actually 35 hours, and you can live on it. Uh, right. So that was awesome. But the funny thing is because it, everybody knew, it, knew that I was American and it was a very heavily lunchtime business dude crowd at this particular restaurant off the Champs-Élysées. And mm. um, these dudes would come in and they were just like French dudes with suits on. And, you know, I – you know, I was there with my little American accent and they thought it was so cute and charming. They would say to me stuff like, oh, like, the tip in America, you know? And so then they would leave me extra money. Wow. Um, and the other waiters would get pissed because it was only happening because I was American. <laughs> 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 and so, and there was no such thing as pooling tips because there's no tips. So I would just yes. pocket this random extra money that people would leave me. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. They're just, they think it's funny and cute to leave the American some extra money. I don't know what to say. Um, and uh, I wasn't very popular at that place. And uh, I, the other, but here's the crazy thing. This is the thing I do want to share with everybody. Um, because next time you go to France, maybe you'll have a little bit of compassion for whoever's your, you know, um, service staff. I, uh, so you are not in most places, but specifically in this place, I was not allowed to write down my orders and everything is a prefix menu. I mean, it's very rare that anyone did anything like a la carte. So they would have, um, like three options, um, for three, um, courses and I would have to memorize all of them. And like I said, it was a businessman crowd. And right. so there'd be these large table. It'd be like five dudes, eight dudes, right? And they'd each have a specific order that could be a combination of three uh, courses. And then the dessert was three different scoops of an ice cream of like 12 different flavors. And I had to just memorize, right? Wow. <laughs> and it was yeah. a full nightmare. And I don't know how anyone did this job. It requires a moonwalking with Einstein level, like style of memorization <laughs> that I did not have. And I would just be putting in orders. Like I would just be like, I think they said caramel. I think that goes with chocolate. And how about vanilla as a third? Like it was, I was just throwing in random orders. Uh, and and luckily, like m most people like didn't say anything. I, but I knew that I got orders wrong all the time. Uh, and at, at a certain point, I, it just was so frustrating. I, uh, I ended up quitting. That's so stressful. Wow. It yeah. was very stressful. <laughs> it was very stressful. Yeah. So you, I can't yeah. remember what I ordered. I'll be like, yeah. wait, is this what I asked for? I think so. You get mad I was at them? I was essentially gaslighting large groups of business people because <laughs> I just acted like, yeah, this is what you hey, here here are the things you definitely ordered. You know what I mean? And my confidence <laughs> made them question them, themselves, you know? Right. Good technique. I would yeah. I would crack I my zero confidence. They'd know. They'd see right yeah. through me. I would never yeah. it would no, never work. In front you're when you're like an I'd American I'd be crying when I told them the first order. <laughs> 
<laughs> when you're an American, like, sp- you know, speaking poor levels of French, you just throw in a, et voila, and they're just so impressed by you. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's easy. I, 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 was in, I was in Paris, France for about five hours um, mm. for a CISO show. Uh, what? R.I.P. CISO. R.I.P. Like the, CISO. The streaming, the streaming your, your, your reaction of yes. what is correct? Okay. It was a CISO was a NBC short-lived yeah. first attempt of of a streaming. Of a streaming. Yeah, Quibi before Quibi. It was Quibi before Quibi. Um, I mean, like everyone RIP. knew when we it happened. We only want to talk about dead streaming platforms on this show. <laughs> Check out my Go Ninety series if anyone gets a chance. <laughs> you know what? No, I don't give Quibi an RIP. I give Quibi a ROH, Rotten Hell. Oh wait, damn it, Ring of Honor, R I H, R I H. Got it. I, I said ROH because of Ring of Honor. Why? Because that's what got in my head. Um, RIP. RIP to that as well. Um, but, uh, Quibi was trying to like pay people less. like, I mean, all of them try to pay people less. So I guess right. RIP yeah. to Disney plus tries to pay people less. That's just every, that's literally every R-I-H media company to every, every streamer, I guess. <laughs> RIH rotten hell to all of them. But, um, I was there. I, I, we were, we shot something in London and then we we're going to, we were going to go to France just for like the day to shoot at mm-hmm. the Eiffel tower. So I, I, uh, we took the train there and I was there for like like four or five hours. I had to leave, I had to leave early. I was I, my flight back uh, from London. But what I want to try is that there's the butter and brie sandwich, which I've mm. never had before. But the idea of that, just that there's a sandwich that's butter and cheese and that's it. Yeah. Sounds, sounds so like indulgent. a real delight. I've never had yeah. it here. I mean, like I've never seen it offered here, or, you know, like in a, but it's just like on a, on a nice French baguette. It seems like it would be i uh, I'm not even sure if it's good, but that's like on my list of things to have. But I mean, the thing is, everything's good. It, sure. it is. It is good. It's fantastic. Yeah. A casual sandwich there, you know. Also, because I think one thing that we don't do as Americans is we don't put butter on our sandwiches. Mm-hmm. True. And yeah. that is something uh, that the French have innovated and excelled at. Yeah. Why the hell not? Butter up the sandwiches. Butter it, up it, these sandwiches. What are we doing as a country? What are we doing? I feel like. This is maybe where we're, we you you may be working for France because I feel like if <laughs> if if we but if you butter up the sandwiches if you if you butter up American sandwiches we it might take us down it will it will be yeah. the final that could take us down yeah like put yeah. a layer of butter on before my layer of mayo <laughs> a buttered up Big Mac yeah it's just it's just <laughs> I, I I don't I think I, I it's so it's it's probably fresh ingredients over there with the with the butter sandwiches and. Here, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think it's just the right the the quality of product. Because if you got some just a just some grocery store butter and brie and and you know a, <laughs> a baguette from their bakery you know section, it's just like that's not going to be the same experience, even close to it. You know. No, I want that sandwich bad though. It, 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 I, the first time I ever put butter on bread and then dipped it into a soup, a tomato soup, I was like, oh, this is this is so much better. Oh, yeah, I've been I've just so been dick I've just been dipping butter into. I've just been not just butter. I've been dipping bread into soup, no butter. Just a stick of butter. I wasn't <laughs> dipping. A, I wasn't dipping a stick of butter into soup. That never happened. Okay. But uh, when when I finally dipped bread with butter on it into soup, it's that why I thought it was to steal from you, unga pachka, unga too pach. Much. I thought it was too much. 
Wow. But then when I try finally tried it, it's it's fantastic. I just feel like that sandwich is just really on my. Have you have you have you had a a butter and brie on a baguette ever? I I have had a butter and brie on a baguette. I've also, I mean the the their main like kind of everyday don't think about it sandwich is the jambon uh yeah. beurre, jambon fromage et beurre. So it's just like a ham and cheese with butter. That's the like wow. you know, and I think the cheese is maybe Gruyere or something. Mm. Damn. I remember I remember watching there was a Paula Dean episode where Paula Dean back when she before she got canceled, where she went to um France with her sons, uh her large adult sons, and they were and she was like talking about <laughs> like are they tall? Yeah, they're big, they're big boys, they're big okay, boys. Got you. Okay. Um so she goes there with her with her with her big uh her, her big sons and um and she's like, ta- she was making croque madames and croque monsieur. I just remember her delivery of like, the difference between a croque madame and a croque monsieur is the madame has an egg on it because it looks like a breast. <laughs> just remember the way she said it. It's like, whoa. <laughs> too horny. Should have canceled her ass then. <laughs> oh, that's her son was like into it. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Gross. Uh, so uh. the so Capitol Grill was uh, was founded in Providence, Rhode Island, in 1990. It was acquired by Darden wow. Restaurants in 2007. Mm. Darden, as you know, Mitch uh, owns Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, and formerly owned Red Lobster. 63 locations. And hey, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. This is an unfun fact about the Capitol Grill. They were cited uh, in 2013 for making employees work on Thanksgiving without holiday pay. Oh, that's so that's that's in the wow. minus column. Fantastic. Yeah. Faced a couple of lawsuits, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but I will say, great. As cool. far right. as I'm prepared to praise this place, Wags. Thanks for that fucking update. <laughs> well, no, I, I was I was gonna I I I I wanted to give that a little bit of context, but I will say, as far as my experience, I went to the downtown LA location, and I mm-hmm. went with the Deli Boys as David Phillips, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and there are three of these ch- these chain steakhouses in like the same two block radius in downtown LA, right by LA Live and Staples Center. Uh, there's there's a Capitol Grill, there's the Palm, and there's Flemings. But overall, and, yeah, and, and we'll get into it in more detail. My da- my dad's favorite steakhouse. My mom told me because we drove by Flemings on the way home. Wow, my dad that was my dad's favorite uh, back in the day. I mean, and I don't know if I've ever had it. We've never we haven't done Flemings on the podcast. Actually, I don't think I've been to Flemings either. Flemings is the F and P F Changs. It's the same company. Oh, oh. yeah, did not know that. Bad name for a steakhouse. Flemings is just. It is gross. a little, yeah. It's a little yeah. weird, um, mm-hmm. but but I, overall, I did have a lovely time, and I and I, I I did think it was a pretty as these chain steakhouse experiences go. I thought I thought it was mm-hmm. it was pretty darn good. I, I don't know, Spoonman. It sounds like you went to the same location. Possibly. I did. Yeah, I want. I want. Uh, yep. You know, I went down right by the Staples Center there. Um, uh, I went with my mom. It was the 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 day she came in the day. The, Wags, the day you and I were together in the in the morning, I went and picked my mom That's up at the right. airport. We saw Ryan Johnson. You and I together saw Ryan Johnson. I won't say where, but we saw yes. Ryan Johnson at a function. And I, I was afraid that he, I was afraid he was going to come over and kick my ass. Yes. And then he just came over and was like, "Like Uncar Plut, great to see you." <laughs> he did not confuse me for Uncar Plut. He did grab. We, we we were at the we were at like the we we were we were at a, a event where there was food, 
Yes. And uh, he did grab my sandwich, and I, and I yelled out, that's mine! <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand why he was confused. Yes. It was funny, why? Because I told you, I was like, I was, and then you didn't know what he looked like, you revealed to me after. No, I know, I like his work, but I, I, could, I could not pick the man out of a lineup. I was afraid he was going to kick my ass. He didn't kick my yeah. ass. Um, and good luck, buddy. You, you're a huge guy. Yeah, yeah you're a giant man. Yeah, I know. I I would kill him. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat. Uh, my mom. Uh, so I picked my mom up. We we uh, and then later that night we went to uh, we had seven thirty reservations. There was a Clippers game at six, mm. and so we had set we got seven thirty reservations at Capitol Grill. Um, we got That's there. Smart. We were dodged the rush. Yeah, baby. Come on, it's not my first rodeo. So we we uh. <laughs> We 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 got we were we were seated at at a place that the the servers called Eagle Island uh, the the wait staff wow. where there's a big eagle did you see this table it's right by the kitchen um, like it's right by the kitchen window you can see the, into the into the kitchen so we were um, seated by the by the kitchen window as well but it, we we did not hear the term Eagle Island did you see the eagle statue in between the two the two t- tables were you at oh, one of those that two what tables it was. yeah. No, I saw, I saw, I saw. You big, were on, you were on Eagle. You you saw what? I saw a big like floral thing. I didn't, I don't think. No, no. If it I was saw an this, eagle. Uh, like a it big, was an eagle, big eagle statue. statue. Oh, I wasn't looking. You for were it. on Eagle Island. You were sitting wow. at on Eagle Island. Wow, how about that? Was it? What was it? And was it? It was a stuffed eagle. No, it was just like, like a big eagle statue. Oh, a statue. Like a, it must have. It must have come in. Had it probably had eaten steak in a while. It came in, ate a steak, and then just turned to stone. Uh, yeah, like yeah, why? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where you do it. You do it at Capitol Grill if you're going to do it. Yeah. Don't sit on the because, lap of the Wiger statue. Of... That's what I warn you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because there was a lot of taxidermied, like deer heads and stuff in my Capitol Grill. Oh, all right. We we had a big. There was a big mural of Stan Lee at ours. That was the that weirdest watch? feature. Yes, a, hu- yeah. a huge Stan Lee wall, a, a, mm-hmm. like a portrait, like a like a six foot tall portrait of Stan Lee, flanked by um, art from the Marvel franchises. I was nice. like, I, I don't know what this is about. He maybe came in there a lot when he, uh, you know, uh, maybe at, at some points. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. His family that controlled him took him in there. Um, yes. Who knows what it was, but. I we 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 sat down. Um, we were we we sat down with one one uh one of the staff sat us, and she said, "I'll be taking care of you this evening," and then she was gone. And and uh and uh another another uh guy came up, uh Javier, and he said, "Hey, I'm Javier. I'm going to take care of you this evening." Your server was Javier. Yes, <laughs> we had Javier. Javier is great. Javier's the man. He was great. Javier Javier took over for our table. Wow, and we loved we loved Javier. He was he was he was uh he was terrific. He was fantastic. Um, why should I get should I start getting into what I ordered? Should I should I? I, I want to hear. I want I want drinks. What, what, oh, all right, we want you want to hear some. Let's setups? take it. Let's take it item by item. But 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 Nagin, which which location did you go to? Oh yes, I went to the Rockefeller Plaza location here in New York City. Wow, and 
When, and I uh, walked in, I had, I just, I don't mean to brag about this, but I had a Sunday reservation for 5.15 p.m. Mm. I went with my friend uh, because I just figured, let's do that. Let, let it be lunch and dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. which was a great call because it was very, fi- all very filling. And the oh, location yes. was, um, you know, it felt like a, an oasis of calm. It just was mm-hmm. like... You're on the busy streets of New York. People are out. The Christmas stuff is already up in Midtown Manhattan. It's gorgeous. And people are excited and walking around. And then you walk into this, you know, um, mahogany-laden joint that has pictures of old white men that I didn't know who they were, but I <laughs> but I enjoyed that they were looking over on us, um, making Wager sure that we had wall. a good time. Yeah, indeed. Um, and then also <laughs> the taxidermied deer heads were the, was the other mm. kind of aesthetic item. Uh, but mm. And then they just had this a kind of gentle, like Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and just sort of like inoffensive American classics sort of pumped yes. over um, the speakers at a really reasonable volume. And it just felt like going to the spa. Like I just, I really wow. loved it. I, that aspect of it, I really loved it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I really liked the atmosphere. And 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 from this standpoint of like comparing it to like a Morton's or the Palm, mm-hmm. which are maybe the the two that I'm that I'm most familiar with. Or Ruth, Ruth Chris as well. Um, I think it's like it probably nails that sort of Cheney version of like an old school authentic yeah. steakhouse the the uh, the most effectively like i was like yeah. oh this does yeah. feel like a place that like this could this could be a standalone like hey this place has been here since the 20s and it, it kind wise. of has that I, vibe in an artificial agreed. sense agreed agreed yeah, i felt the, i felt the, i felt the same exact way i felt i felt very much like uh like I was like, oh, if you told me this is an old school steakhouse, it, like it, it had like the red booths, it felt like there should be, yeah. you know, caricatures of actors above the booths or something. It, ha- it did have that vibe to it, which I, which I, which I enjoyed. I, uh, it, it, it did, it did have a nice vibe to it. I'm shocked that this is part of the Darden group. Like I, I'm shocked that they took it over because it does look. We, we, we know, we know going into this that this is. A place that one, this is a special occasion spot. You know, it's expensive. One hundred percent. It's dad's um, birthday. So, so you know, if you're you're gonna drop three hundred or four hundred dollars, so this is like just just with with two people. If you're yeah. if you know if, if you're having fun and going all out, like no if matter what, drinks, yeah, yeah. If you're having drinks, like it's just you're just you're you're in for it here. It's 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 expensive. But I'm uh, I'm just saying that you you feel that you know what I mean you 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 feel you it's a nice setting you you get you get why it is expensive um and but I'm just that is that's shocking to me that it's like this is the same people as fucking Olive Garden that's that the same group that's bizarre. I, I really think they're attempting a more a, like it's 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 definitely a completely different price category. And mm-hmm. the presentation is a lot more like fine dining. I definitely think yes. they're trying to be like, we're going to go up a couple of notches in terms of, you know, service and atmosphere and food quality, but still have this under our umbrella. It feels like a different sort of sector they're trying to tackle here. And when I when I took a gander at their locations page, um, 
you know, before finding my New York locations, uh, I, I, I just noticed they did, they have a lot of like Scottsdale, Boca Raton. It's, it also yeah. seems to be sort of geared at like an old timey, um, and just straight up like retired population or something. Sure. Um, yeah. Just with some of these, look, there's, it, it seems very like heavily, um, represented in retirement communities. Yeah. yeah, there there's and 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 even the LA locations, it's like there's one in downtown, there's one in like Beverly Hills, which is like this obviously like richer, older, you know, right. big money area. So I mean, yeah, they're 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 targeting uh they know their demographic. Um well let's get into our meals. I, I will say that, you know, there are no vegetarian entrees on the main menu, which is a little bit of a challenge. We mentioned Javier, and Javier did tell me that they are able to sub out tofu for their sushi grade seared uh, sesame tuna um which was a good option but i this is this is like kind of like a a a just a general note i have for these places and i feel like this is just mm-hmm. a commonality with them which is just like give us give us a pasta primavera or something just something on the main menu that's mm-hmm. like hey this is one vegetarian option that could be pres- that could be uh, pre- prepared vegan. It's it's a it's a crowd pleaser. It's very straight ahead. But if you're going here and you're vegetarian, you're trying to game plan in advance. You at least know you can eat this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and and it's a little bit of a. It, it was just a little bit of a bummer that I didn't have that going in, and I had to like get something off menu in order for, uh, you know, by 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 diet to be able to. Uh, be followed at this place because you know also like like this is oftentimes Mitch you're talking about this being a, a, a special occasions pl- uh, place yeah that they'll oftentimes be a big group and maybe there's mm-hmm. a vegetarian or two in your your party of eight you know it's like it's it, it would be nice if that was accommodated up front um, instead of everything being so meat and fish forward uh, but uh, but that's really my 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 one negative on the evening because um, I think once we settled in uh, you know we felt like VIPs and we had a great time. Yes. Wow. Yes. Two VIPs eating at a steakhouse, going to a Lakers game. This is this is just the Lakers' life, obviously. Yeah. Capital Grill, giant right. steaks. Go watch our shitty team just fucking fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> do they? Do they? Do they lose? They won, didn't they? They actually won. Yeah. They actually won. They almost blew it. Hmm. So yeah, you're mad. They, uh, uh, no, I mean, it was just like it was. It's one of those things where it's like it always has to be so hard. It was actually a, a terrific game. We get to see them against the Charlotte Hornets, and despite uh, a possession where they gave Lamelo Ball five consecutive free throws in one possession, uh, mm. never seen that before. Despite that happening, they still were able to pull it out in OT. Uh, but uh, but we're not here to talk hoops, Mitch. Mm. <laughs> we're here to oh, talk but- steak. And, and yet, I just want to make sure your audience knows I understood totally all of those, those <laughs> basketball languages that you just used. I understood it, and I followed. So make yeah. sure yeah. everyone just want to note that. I, I zoned out. You're I took a micro nap. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Freddy for a second. <laughs> Wiger's on his shit again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the, so I, you know, I'm, we decided I've, I've been trying to do kind of a no nut November, but for booze, I'm trying to just like, I, I, we drank so heavily Mitch in, in when we were in New York, we're actually in New York Mm -hmm. recently. We did a live show there and we, we, uh, we just, you and I both fucking got just fucking hammered and just ate like shit. Yeah. It was bad. Have I pulled an accidental no nut November? Anyways, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Maybe I'll keep it going. 
I felt so bad. And I just like, I got to do something. So I'm trying, I'm doing, I'm, I'm not having alcohol right now. This is a great environment. I feel like to get a martini or to get a bottle of wine, they have a wine list on their iPad. They're very, you know, like, we'd like, Hey, try our cocktails or whatever. But, but uh, mm-hmm. DP and I, David Phillips, both didn't have alcohol. I got a San Pellegrino, which they had a little mini ice bucket for the bottle, which was a nice touch to keep that All chilled. Right. So you still spend like $11 on a drink, you piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then nice. I got the. The uh, the field green salad, which is just a butterleaf lettuce, heirloom tomatoes, and Parmesan vinaigrette. Very straightforward, what? but a nice full plate of salad. Okay. I got the field green salad as well. Oh, my God, you good. guys. This is so sweet. Wow. Wow. It, 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 comes, it comes with it. Oh, here's something that, that was surprising to me. It, it, there's there's radishes and, and some uh, carrots, yellow carrots and, and, That's right. and orange, orange carrots. I don't know if you have to specify that they're yellow carrots, but they were yellow carrots. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it doesn't say that within, within the, uh, description of, of the field green salad. It was a nice, fresh salad. It was very, like, you could tell it was like, oh, this is nice, nice produce. Yeah. I would say my one complaint in my, my mom. uh, So there's a Parmesan vinaigrette on it. It's very light. It's a, it's like a, it's like a, it's refreshing and light, but like if you dig into the salad, you can taste it a little more, obviously. And I liked the taste of it. It just, it tastes it tasted like it was lightly dressed or, you know, or, or the dressing yeah, is just kind fair. of a lighter. Yeah. But it was very good. It was a very good I salad. think that's that's by design, but you might want to ask for some extra dressing on the side if you're someone who. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to ask for the extra. I'm not going to I'm saying, a, well, it's a tip for someone else. It's like if someone goes. Can there, I have like, more hey, I cheese that. dressing? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be the fucking local. <laughs> uh, did you, uh, what, what else did everyone do app wise? Uh, DP got a Caesar salad. Seems solid. Mm. My mom and I, we split a couple apps, Wags. Oh, wow. Um, so we, we, uh, we, the, the app that everyone says, the, 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 the app that they're known for and, and Javier, uh, he, he also, he told us that he, uh, that it's the best app on the menu. Javier was great. I can't, I can't, can't state enough, enough about how, how, Javier. He was, he was, he was fantastic. And also yes. he, he told us straight up, he was like, Oh yeah, the uh, the calamari is the is like you know it's the best app on the menu, and uh, and so that's I'm try- my, now the menu's not fucking loading. Of course, uh, here we go. Um, the calamari comes with. Yeah, I'm at it. Sorry, the calamari comes with it's pan fried calamari with hot cherry peppers. Yes, and says our signature appetizer, crisp and golden with a fiery flavor. Look, I love. Cherry peppers. So, if you cut them up and put them in any app, I'm gonna like it. But that calamari was cooked really well. It was nice and crispy, and the batter was great. It was really fantastic. Then my mom and I weren't sure what we were gonna do for a second app. We were going two apps wise. We were thinking the tuna tartare with avocado, mango, and uh, sriracha, or we were thinking maybe the the cherry wood double cut smoked bacon with tomato jam, and. Javier said to us, we said, we're thinking of these two. And he said, I love that smoked bacon app. That's my like personal That's favorite. That's what app. I got. That's wow, you? Look we at this. Did. Look at this overlap. This is fantastic. And you know what? I was very happy Javier Javier said that because I it was it was great. What what did you think of it? Did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. And then yeah. and I think uh you can often disregard a tomato jam. Or some sort of mm-hmm. side sauce. But in this case, I highly recommend not disregarding it. Take it seriously. 
and yep. incorporate. <laughs> incorporate, yes. you know? Wow. Yeah, it's it, it was the tomato jam was great. So it's double cut smoked bacon with tomato jam and pickled shallots and the shallots were and those were good too. I I, I the, and the thing mm-hmm. I liked about the app is that from one end to another, like the one end of it was was more well cooked than the other end. So it was kind of like you got your fatty, less yeah. cooked bake, not as not as you know not as cooked as much on one side, and then kind of your crispier, uh, smoky end of the bacon too. It was it was really good. And Wags, what is what is the brand of bacon there? It's the I can't say it. I can't say the word. Nueskis, uh, Nueskis. Yeah, it's N U E S K E. It's a famous bacon brand, right? But anyways, it was it was it was fantastic. It was yeah, it was very good. It was very good. Wow, it was very very good. And Javier had he steered us right, Wags. He he uh he really knocked it out of the park. I, my mom and I also we got we did get drinks. By the way, um, let's talk cocktails. Yeah, what you well, get for our? We each got two. We we each got two cocktails. But um, for, first I got the mule. I got that mule, which was really fantastic. And my mom got like this berry sidecar. Look, I'll say this. I don't want to say the app is crap because like this is a high-end steak restaurant. So like, yes. but I will say you, there was a lot of takeout. Did you notice that? There were like, was there? there were, they were for, for ours. There was a lot of bags being bagged up. I mean, like I know some of yeah. that was to go. But you can order pickup, and it looks like that. It looked like full bags that were going out. No, while I we don't were doubt by the that, kitchen. I don't doubt that there's like you know, it's because especially this is a the, this location's in a business district. I don't doubt that there's like mm-hmm. you know, people are working late and getting lunch from this place on the company dime, or that just like the the you know people who live in those million dollar condos in that area are just ordering this to go. Like I don't doubt that they do a lot of. Uh, of takeout. You're saying that the, the app in for in terms of actually ordering to go items from the Capitol Grill is a little bit clunky. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I just just even as far as the, the menu. So anyways, my mom got the Blackberry bur- uh, bourbon sidecar, mm-hmm. which is Woodford Reserve, Contro and Blackberries, fresh lemon juice and thyme. Is that how you say it? Thyme? Time. 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 Just time. a hard T. Yeah. Time. Damn time. It. Time. 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 Ticking away the moments that make up a dull day. It's <laughs> a music cue in the Eternals, Mitch. Really? You saw the Pink Eternals. Floyd's time in the Eternals, yeah. Look at my mom is home for I don't know why, but she's here. Um and she just said, Oh, nice, that my comment, which is fair. Wait, you don't know why your mom is there? Isn't she staying with you? Yeah, but she was out and about. Ma, what did you think of the uh the the Blackberry? Sidecar. Now Irma's going nuts. She she just said it was delicious. Wow. That was. You couldn't taste the bourbon in it too much. You couldn't take, taste the bourbon in it too much, which which you like to taste the bourbon. Uh, and and I had that uh the uh like I said that I'll give you the official name of it. The is is your mom's the wrist okay? I just gave her a little wave. Yeah, yeah, she her yeah she she hurt her wrist. Okay. Her wrist is okay though. Okay, good to hear. Um. Right, Ma, your wrist is okay. You're making me look like a bad son. Yeah, she said yes. <laughs> um, it's getting better. I, I had the Belvedere Single Estate Mule, which is Belvedere Lake uh, Bartzek Single Estate Vodka, lime juice, and Gosling's ginger beer. And I thought it was a really well done uh, uh, mule. It was fantastic. I really wow. liked it. That was our, that was our first round. 
I we my friend got a I don't drink uh generally and I like I wish I could say it's because I'm such a god-fearing muslim but it's not actually has nothing to do with that I'm just terrified <laughs> of any like slight hangover I can't handle it Right But my friend got um just a classic martini and uh she seemed to be very delighted with it Mm She did say it could have been dirtier so I think they didn't wow. in- incorporate as much olive juice whatever that is, right. uh, you know, as she would have liked. Yeah. My, that's, that's my mom and sister love the, yeah, the, the, the dirty, the, the dirtier, the martini, the better they, they, they want yes. that, that olive juice. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's a, there's a signature drink here, a martini at the Stoli Doli Wags. I didn't have it, but I heard that it tastes very much just like pineapple juice. It's like infused with, it's vodka infused with pineapple mm. and, uh, it's supposedly good, but. I'm I'm less into that. I like you know I like the when we're you're, you're going for a martini. I like the stiffer drink. They've got all these these things that are under the martini umbrella these days that are all like have various degrees of sweetness or fruity character to them. And I'm just like I I, I never love that. Give me an give me a give me a regular martini. And yeah, I'm, I'm with mm-hmm. you on a little bit of like, make it a little dirty. Why not? Aguilera it up. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not even. I'm not gonna. I'm just not even gonna revisit that. I'm not gonna even try it again. <laughs> Sucked. Oh, edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> Add a sneeze instead. No, we keep it in. We 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 like being embarrassed. We kind of yeah. we, we enjoy it. We get it. We get off on 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 the podcast being terrible. People love that. People listen for it. Nagin, did you get any apps besides the bacon? Well. I sort of focused my energy on side dishes, if we're honest. Um, sure, yes. So that's kind of where I shined. Well, let's let's talk sides because I I got the and and I'm going to I was told Natalie told me how to pronounce this correctly, and then mm-hmm. I I should have written it down phonetically. Um, uh, but but again, as as someone who speaks uh, some French, you may you may mm. know it's uh, au gratin p- potatoes. Yeah, it's, au it's like it's au gratin. Okay, yeah. potatoes. Uh, and I got that one, and that's this was a this was a um, a, a recommendation as well. And this is like it's like a it's like an, a, a, a you know it's 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 like kind of like a lasagna. It's like a big brick that has oh, like you know a, yeah. mm. uh, a like like a like a crusty layer up top. Um, and I thought this was delightful. Like it was it was super cheesy. I thought the potatoes were were well cooked. I had a great texture to mm. it. I liked the crunch up top. It was an ample portion. I, with a party of two, I mean, I don't know if you need more than one side, honestly, because it was pretty substantial. No. I, although I guess this is a starchier side. So if you maybe had went for an asparagus or a cream spinach or something like that. Um, but I was told those were the standouts, the au gratin potatoes and the, the cream spinach. Yeah, I um, I didn't couldn't order the gratin because um, they were out. They oh, they no. were out of it, and it was wow. very very disappointing. Um, I guess supply chain has supply come chain for issues. Au supply chain, it's the um, supply chain. But, <laughs> but but are you but, telling me that there's a there's a big like a uh, like a the, big a boat? It's stuck at the Suez Canal, Graton? with a bunch of cheesy <laughs> potatoes on it. That's right. There's just one boat that's just stuck there. Um, but uh, I our our um. Our server is named Michael McCoy. Shout out to Michael. He was he was like a Javier in that he was just wow. excellent and made sure that we had a fantastic time. And it was so he was so lovely. Um, and he was very apologetic. He was so apologetic, in fact, about not having the gratin 
that he brought us like little tasters of the lobster bisque uh, to make up for wow. it, which was delicious. So good. Wow. Those those soups looked good. We didn't. I didn't order any soups, but the the soups did because there was yeah. also that French onion soup that just looked cheesy so good. And fantastic. Yeah, that looked really yeah. good. But we mm-hmm. but we also ordered the lobster mac and cheese, which we were told is a signature. The creamed spinach, because I feel like you're sort of constitutionally obligated to order creamed spinach when you go to a steakhouse. Um, and the soy glazed Brussels sprouts with bacon. Yeah, I saw those. What did you think? I mean, the the soy glazed Brussels sprouts were really good. They had a smokiness mm. to them, um, a little spice, you know, a little kick, um, a couple of pieces of bacon, you know, g- generous uh, chunks of bacon throughout. It was just a really, a, a fantastic way to eat an otherwise maligned vegetable. Yeah, you know what? I, this is this isn't fair to to Brussels sprouts, but I. I, Nick, we, I feel like in Los Angeles, it was, and I'm sure in New York too, it was just, I got Brussels sprouted out. It yeah, was, they they, they went lot. Brussels sprout crazy for so long that it, that when I see it on an, like a, as a side yeah, dish now, I like always shy, I, I sure. shy away from it now, which isn't fair because I'm sure that there's a lot of places that, that do a great job with them. And I do like when I, when I have a great Brussels sprout, I really enjoy myself. But, but for, for that reason, I kind of, I want two potato side dishes. That was, those two are my potato two. side wow. dishes. That's the Irish, the Irish boy in me. I, we went two <laughs> potato side dishes. Um, and we almost went with the au gratin. My mom was, uh, or au gratin. How do you say it? Yeah. Au gratin. Au gratin. <laughs> um, I still Time. say it horribly, but, Time, au gratin. Uh, I said both wrong. I think again. <laughs> Anyways, we went with the Parmesan truffle fries, uh, freshly nice. grated cheese, and white truffle oil. And my mom said, "Mom, you're, you're she's right over here." That they were maybe the best fries you have ever had. Wow! Come yes. on, okay. That's okay. that's wild. She's had that's you've had fri- she's had a lot of fries. Ma, Nick doesn't believe you. It's a big statement. She she had she's had she said she's had a long life and those are the best fries is what she just said. <laughs> Come on, that's and unbelievable. Said, don't ever call, said Nick. Don't you dare ever call her a liar. Liar. Oh God, wire. <laughs> I'm lying Trying anyway. Say, or, she didn't address you at all. <laughs> I also didn't call her a liar. Why, Nick is saying, "Come on." He seems like it he doesn't believe you. No, I'm, yeah. Okay, I wasn't chasing. I was. I was. I, I didn't mean. It, didn't mean that way. I meant it like that's. That's like that's wild. That's in. Yeah. That's that's really like to to say those are the best fries you ever had is really something. I'm gonna really I'm gonna stable. back her up. I don't know if they're the best fries, but they were very 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 good fries. There and you're right, Ma. There was not a lot of oil. They weren't oily at all. They were super crispy. Just Damn. a great taste to them. We got uh, Javier brought us a little side of ketchup as well to dip in those. And then the other side I got was the Sam's mashed potatoes. Which was red, red bliss potatoes, sweet cream, butter, and salt. Uh, and on the menu it says, "As lovely as it sounds." And you know what? They were lovely. They were really, they were really fantastic. They were very creamy, delicious, and they went. They paired well with uh with with my my main dish, which we'll get into in a second here. Um, I, I also should mention that the lobster mac and cheese, which <laughs> uh, again one of their signature dishes. Um, mm-hmm. was delicious. I want to say about lobster and mac and cheese as a combination in general, it is something that I've long never understood. Agree. 
Like I, I think like it was good. It was very good. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, why would you pair lobster? Lobster's a special thing unto itself. It doesn't need to be paired. You know what I mean? I this is the exact agree. conversation my mom and I were having right before it. Ma about lobster mac and cheese. And why is that a pairing? And why is that a thing people try to push? Um, because I love mac and cheese. I love lobster. It just is a funny combo to me of like one i'm not tasting the lobster the way i'd want to you know yeah. like like yes and also like uh i feel like the 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 texture of the lobster sometimes can change in that mac and cheese yeah. to where it can be a little bit more like uh rubbery than you want it to be like i can, was maybe almost can, like washing off the lobsters so that i can have them undaunted <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. then i was like well this isn't the point of this dish I just feel like totally, it feels like totally such a agree. decadent, you know, lobster and mac and cheese. It's just, it it has both, it's decadent. And then also it's, it's like a, it's an every man, you know, they toss it in mac and cheese. So right. that, that's, that's my suspicion of Wide the origin appeal. of it. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like, well, we can't just sell mac and cheese, this, this mm. comfort food at a, at a high end place. We got to plus it up with some premium protein and they're like, Hey, what's more indulgent than lobster? Yeah. I, I don't know. But you, but you said Mitch, the fat cat and Quincy mass does a good lobster Mac. They do, and they have the best lobster mac and cheese, uh, truly, that I've ever eaten. And I and I and I and you, like they're they they have they have good chunks of lobster in there. I just for me, I'm I'm I, when I go to the fat cat, I like to get the hot dog and mac and cheese or the steak and mac and cheese because sure. they do a few different mac and cheese. And I and that I prefer that to lobster. But yeah, it, if I'm gonna do that, give me the 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 old girl town potatoes and and a lobster tail. Like you know, yeah. keep them mm-hmm. keep them separated. Yep. Separate yeah. but equal. Yeah, that's yes. Nick's, that's Nick. That's kind of Nick's whole thing. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Let's talk mains. So I ended up getting the the uh, the the tofu, which was the the it was a a seared sesame tofu, um, mm-hmm. and it had like a, a you know like a like a citrusy sort of sauce ringing the plate mm-hmm. over this uh, this this gingered rice that was quite nice. It was like a really well prepared rice. Um, you know, I was I was looking at this, and it's it was a pretty appealing looking plate for a big slab of tofu. Oftentimes, that could be something that's not you know really appetizing eye wise. Uh, yeah. But it you know like it like it's like oh this kind of, this looks pretty good, and I and I was eating as like you know it's decently flavored. It's doing the best it can with just a big old uh, hunk of uh, a hunk of you know semi firm tofu. Um, uh, and and I and I thought it was a pretty substantial. That's also kind of like, next thing too. <laughs> <laughs> big old semi semi firm huh? semi. <laughs> um it, you guys it was, should it label was, this like as like an like an x-rated sensitive materials podcast so that people know at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> you know tvmala or whatever whatever right <laughs> yeah this is an nc17 podcast <laughs> <laughs> I I I will I, I think this was this was fine. I will say that like I you know I I appreciate that the option exists, and I do think mm-hmm. the rice was good quality, and I and I like the sauce, and it was it was a it was a nice looking plate. 
Um, I just think that like, as far as tofu, I feel like shines better in the context of give me hunks in a stew or something, you know, or, or in a soup or with some noodles. When you just have a big Mm. old piece of tofu trying to do the heavy lifting on its own, it's, you know, it, 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 it didn't quite come together for me. The the sesame crust on it was nice and gave it a little texture, but it was, it was not my, yeah, go on. I I can't quickly just say that sounds horrific. It sounds like a true nightmare (laughs) of a dish to me. Yeah, it does. It sounds like like a waste of a Capitol Grill outing. Is yes, it is yeah. what it sounds sure. like. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. that price point. And I and I think if you're if you're like you know kind of flexible as a vegetarian, this is a place where I'd be like, you know what, have have the 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 sea bass or the chicken right. or whatever they whatever their other protein mm. option is. If you're not going to eat the steak, but um, yeah, this was it was not the most exciting thing. Um, uh, Mitch, what did you do uh, uh for your main? Did you go steak? So we we got we we got another round of cocktails. I got the black tie margarita, mm-hmm. Casamigos, uh, reposado, tequila. I'm saying that wrong. Contro, fresh lemon and lime juice, black sea salt rim. And I thought that was a really great margarita. My mom got the double oak oaked in rye Manhattan. Right, Ma? Woodford Reserve double oaked small batch bourbon. Woodford Reserve rye, uh, Carpano, Antica Vermouth, and I'm. Um, Amarina cherry. I don't know if I'm saying any of that right, but you liked that one as well. That was more bourbony tasting. Um, and I and I and I enjoyed my uh my my margarita. And then those came right when our when our what are you laughing at, Wags? I just that you're in LA now. You've been yeah. in Quincy Mass for so long. You're mm. back in LA finally. Mm. And still your mom is within earshot as you're recording. <laughs> Like an off mic sidekick. There's a reason that my mom is out here. We're not going to get into it on the pod. I know she's helping you out with something, but just the timing. Um, you understand from my perspective the timing of you finally coming back to LA and then within a no, fortnight your it. mom is out here. <laughs> yeah, I get it. During a record, I get it. <sighs> well, look, she was a part of the experience. We got we got we got to check in with mom. Yes. Um And speak. So, hey, we started the podcast off talking about Maine's about Maine. With uh, St- Stephen King dunking That's on it, right. Pennywise, <laughs> and now we're back to Maine's again. Really beautiful, beautiful My- structure, beautiful structure. <laughs> <laughs> Life is a herald. <laughs> My mom got a dry-aged New York strip, uh, a poivre with crevassier cream, fourteen mm. ounces. Mm-hmm. So it's a tender New York strip with black peppercorn for a spicy flavor. Now, Wags. Yes. This is a my my one of my one of my dad's big dinners that he would make for us. You know, like a a fancy dinner that he would make from time to time was steak au poivre. So he would uh, he would he would uh, you know coat the steak up in in pepper and then he'd you know light the, the light the whole thing on fire in the pan and it was fun and it was delicious. And that was that was my mom got the cavassier cream on the side and there wasn't a lot of taste to the cavassier cream. I'm losing um, my mind here. We had the same server. <laughs> and our dining companion got the same dish with the same substitution, the Cuvassier cream on the side. David Phillips wow. got the exact same thing your mom did. That is wild. That's what did what did what did DP think of it? Because my mom and I really, I thought it was really fantastic. Uh, I love uh, I love steak au poivre. I think I I don't know if it's a I, I I don't know if it's a it's if it's a thing that's kind of a that that is you know divides people because it's it's a very peppery. If you're not a big fan of pepper, you'll you you it would be uh, divisive. But I, I I don't know. I 
I loved yes. it. Yes. I, I, I believe his assessment was that it was that he would have liked a simpler preparation. Like he liked the sauce. Mm. Um, and you know, but also he was kind See, of in we a didn't place love where the sauce. He, we thought the sauce was kind of weak, but go on. He, he liked the sauce and he liked the he's like, you know, good amount of peppercorns, but you know, and uh, I believe his assessment was that, yeah, just like a simpler sort of uh, uh, like like just a straight up strip, he would have probably preferred. Or honestly, I think that he was thinking of maybe getting a different cut of meat, but he got this one just because it was the smallest cut and he wasn't as hungry. Got it. Yeah. Well, I was I was I was I was uh you know torn between two steaks myself. There's the bone in Kona crusted dry aged New York strip with shallot butter, and that was it's like a coffee rub on a New York yes. strip. And then the other one was a porcini rubbed bone in ribeye with 15 year aged balsamic. And that's their signature steak, and it's prepared with delicate porcini mushroom crust. Now, I'm not a huge mushroom guy, Wags. You know this. And mm-hmm. so I said to Javier, I said, I'm stuck between these two. And he said, hands down, that porcini rub bone-in ribeye is our best steak. It's so good. He said, you don't really taste the mushrooms, even though there's a mushroom rub. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds perverted. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, said, he, said, he said, you don't really taste the, 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 the mushrooms. And yeah. he said, that's the way to go. And now, look, Javier didn't upsell us with the apps because the 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 bacon was actually less than the the, the tuna tartare that we were looking at. And this, so this is this is one of the more expensive steaks on the menu. It's the, it's like the it's like the primo steak here. And Wags, I went with Javier because of course I'm going to go with Javier. Mm. And I'll say this: it was one of the best steaks I've ever had. Wow! Yeah, it was. I, we, so we ordered good. it too. We ordered it wow. too. Wow! Yeah, we ordered that in the in the um, the the uh, sliced filet mignon with cipollini onions, wild mushrooms, and fig wow. essence. Yeah. But yeah, the porcini rubbed uh, bone in ribeye with a fifteen year age balsamic was so good. so good and it's and it's true you couldn't really taste the mushroom but it added a certain je ne sais quoi to the whole experience 100% because the steak it's just like it's like a it's very i think from the that porcini like it's like the presentation it's like it's very black you know and yeah. then the balsamic is like very a dark dark sauce you know so it, the whole thing had a very like um i don't know elite no, look you're, to it uh, a hundred percent, and then you you cut into that steak, and then it's a. Per- I got mine medium rare, but it's a just just a beautiful red cut. Right, the of contrast beef. is so interesting. Totally. Oh yeah, I, I I also I loved that balsamic glaze. I thought it was really good. It was and really they good. age all their they they age all their steaks there. I forget how long Javier told us the whole thing, but they age them for how long is it? Mine like t- like a ten days or something, right? Dry aged. Anyways, it was it was it was fantastic, and for. A place that is technically a chain. Yes. I was blown away that the steak was was so 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 good and so tender, and just parts of it would really melt in your mouth. It just was it was fantastic. And I scooped some of those uh, Sam's mashed potatoes onto the plate and got some of the balsamic in there and and the beef and the juice and ugh, it was it was great. Why? Because it was. It, I, I'm sad it was because really good. Yeah. Your tofu dish would have been replaced by that. I'm sure if you yeah. if you and look, I know that it's. I know it's a problem. I know that that beef consumption is too high in the country, but if you're if if it's dad's birthday and you're going out for or mom's birthday, you're going out to and you're going out to Capitol Grill, that's your mom or dad are going to leave happy with that steak. It's so it's so good. And, yeah, I, and I, I I have to say um also in the 
this with the sliced filet mignon. I'm a filet mignon gal, you know, mm. from the get from the beginning. I've been a filet mignon <laughs> gal. Okay, <laughs> they call they called me Nagin filet mignon farsad in high school. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so it was. I almost like bored myself with my own order, but the 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 filet mignon as well was so utterly delicious you didn't even need Mm. to like really cut it it just sort of fell into your mouth and then just melted it was it was it was really delicious so uh i I also i highly recommend a completely different experience from the porcini rubbed uh ribeye but um you know a solid filet mignon I, I used to, I was, filet mignon was my first, like, that was like how I got into steaks when, like, uh, when I was younger, you know, like, uh, when, whenever we'd have steak night, I'd want a filet mignon. That's kind of how I moved into, you know, even, even li- appreciating and liking steaks, but I've, I've moved away from them in, in, in recent years. And I love like a New York strip or, or a ribeye. I really love the, a, a ribeye. I'm, I'm a, I'm a ribeye yeah. fan now, but I. But you know, like every cut of beef, I like all of them. You know, I, it, it's a problem. I like every cut of beef you can give me. So, um, I was I was happy. I was I was I was very very satisfied with 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 my meal. Let's really uh, let's let's talk before we before we get to fork scores. I, I don't know if anyone did a dessert course, but we did a dessert. I got a decaf coffee. We actually both got decaf coffees, and we got the coconut cream pie. Another Javier recommendation. I uh, recommended mm. to we recommended that and the cheesecake and we were like you know what I don't think I don't see a coconut cream pie on steakhouse menus all that often so we went with that no. direction um and it came with a house caramel sauce and a little bit of rum Mitch I got to witness history this was David Phillips first time ever having coconut cream pie wow mm. I, I've witnessed I've witnessed did two he like it? milestones he did like it I thought this was a really good coconut cream pie it was it, you know it, it it had a a smoother texture a less fluffy texture than a lot of coconut cream pies and it was like a full mini pie you know so it was a lot of extra crust surface area however that was to its benefit because the crust was so so buttery it was like a mm. it was like a butter cookie crust it was it was delectable yeah I thought this was great and indulgent what were the and what um, were the two milestones so that was one milestone the other one happened at the same function Mitch mm. uh I got to see Dave Ferguson's son have a juice box for the first time. What? Aww. First ever juice box. He was at Capitol Grill? Did he freak out? No, he was at the, the that function we went to. He did not he, I mean he had he had a great he loved it. Uh that was at the that function we were at, the oh. aforementioned function uh with the aforementioned Ryan Johnson. Wow, did Ryan Johnson yeah. give him his first juice box? You guys are so <laughs> vague about this function that I think you know everyone just thinks you were at a QAnon rally. You know, <laughs> like to be this yeah. vague about a function, we all know what it means. We're trying to win. We're trying to win Ryan Johnson over. We need. We need more famous people within the Q community. <laughs> the Q community. <laughs> It was actually a Doughboy's intervention. People were trying to get us to stop the show. Yeah, hey, the show sucks. <laughs> Please, you're doing a lot of Wise, I also had dessert. Um, and so, so Javier, we didn't ask him for recommendations on dessert, but it sounds like maybe we should have because that sounds like coconut cream pie sounds good. Mom, you're That's not right. a big coconut fan, though, are you? Oh, she likes coconut. All right, she doesn't like mm. coconut cream. So 
we said we said to have you already said we'll get the the chocolate cake, which is there's a flourless chocolate espresso cake. That's what with we cocoa got. powder. Wow, and fresh raspberries. But but Javier said which chocolate cake, and I said, well Javier, what what do you mean by that? Which chocolate cake? Because I only see one here on the menu. He said there's an off menu <laughs> chocolate cake that Javier wow. pointed us to, and it's a chocolate lava cake. And Wags, you know how I feel about chocolate lava cakes. I love them. It's like a chocolate lava type cake with uh, it had cherries and what else did it have on there, Ma? That was there was kind of like a caramel, light caramel sauce on there or something. And wow, it was delicious. Off menu. It was off menu, and it was just a great, great, great warm cake. I will say this: there there was no real molten center there. So like a like a, so I don't know if the the cook was a little too long on it. Maybe it was a little too overcooked, but it was. But my mom says it's not a lava cake. That's what she's claiming. So, but oh, it was still, wow. but it was still, it was still very, 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 very good. But he described it as look. He described. Yeah, it. I want to clarify. She she's saying it doesn't fit her standards of a lava cake, but it was described by the server as a lava cake. Yeah, and but she was saying that it wasn't supposed to be. My mom was saying that it, it was delicious and it wasn't supposed to be a lava cake. Javier described it kind of as a lava cake. I think that that's maybe what where the confusion happened. Look, he was fantastic, and he I said love kind of as a lava cake. What happened? Yes, he's here? like kind of like a lot. He was trying to describe it to us. But in, in, okay, in, so like, he was th- being he, yeah, he was being descriptive. It wasn't he wasn't saying that this is canonically a lava cake. He was just saying yes, like this, yes. hey, this might remind you of a lava cake. Yes, sure. But it was it was just a nice warm cake, and it came right. with uh, also came with uh, vanilla ice cream wags, and we were just we loved it. It was it was it was fantastic. Do I wish there was a little molten in there? Personally, right. yes, and I don't know if they're supposed to be or not because I don't know. My mom mm-hmm. says no. But I, but I'm not sure. So I can look. I just say I like I'm a little disappointed that I was not offered an off menu. Michael <laughs> McCoy, who was otherwise excellent, did not offer me an off menu uh, chocolate cake. I like some garbage civilian. I ended up just ordering the regular <laughs> flourless chocolate cake <laughs> on the menu. You know, just like a member of the you know the, of the boring <laughs> proletariat. That is what I had. And uh, us doughboys get treated like kings <laughs> at, any, at any restaurant we go to. <laughs> <laughs> and um I and it and I want to say that I was being steered towards the the cheesecake and I in retrospect mm. do feel like a cheesecake would have been more appropriate for the steakhouse like setup you know it it just would have gone better sure. with the taxidermy deer heads you know like a classic uh cheesecake <laughs> I think I I I feel like I get I made, that. that was one of the mistakes of my meal I feel like is that we we ordered the flourless chocolate cake Mhm yeah mm. I, oh, so oh, so you didn't so you didn't enjoy it. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It just wasn't like, you know, memorable in the way that the steaks Got were it. memorable. You Got know. It. Yeah, I was I was so happy to have like that warm. I love a warm chocolate oh, cake. Too. I love a I love great. a lava cake. I love. I, I, I would have loved to have been treated with the same dignity that you were. <laughs> you know, I would have loved that yeah. personally. You know what? I'll tell you the big difference. Javier is above and beyond. He's right. Javier is on top of clearly, everything. Just clearly, uh, just a, just one of the best one of the, one of the best uh, servers we've ever had. Wags on the great. on the pod. Just a, such a great a great a great guy. Great job. So agreed. I, I think it's also possible it just could be like a a New York L A thing that there's just like somewhere in the middle of the country there's a there's a train just filled with chocolate lava. That, <laughs> 
<laughs> hasn't made its way across the right. coast yet. It's just you know? stuck, right? It, yeah, also, stuck in supply chain. To- supply chain. It's coming no. for off-menu orders. Do you remember in Volcano when the guy when the guy jumped like he he just, the guy saves the people on the train and he goes into the lava and he kind of like melts into the lava? Great scene. Feet first into the lava. I would do that with the the chocolate lava. <laughs> <laughs> Willingly. Come out more powerful. For a second, <laughs> I thought you were referring to the movie Joe versus the Volcano, one of Tom Hanks' classics. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking that you, I was picturing you swimming in chocolate lava with um, <laughs> luggage the way that Tom Hanks does in that movie. <sighs> That I would also do that as well. I and also a big Sunkissed movie. Sunkissed is a, a Sunkissed Soda has a big role in that movie. If you that's if you right. Remember, I, yeah. Um, I don't know. If, was it actually Sunkissed or was it a different orange soda? Either way, it was. It was oh, a, you're questioning me now. Huh? No, I'm just. I'm not sure. All right. Well, I am, and it's Sun- there's an orange soda <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Just didn't know if it was like a rights thing where they just had a generic orange soda because you know. Well, why don't you look? Why don't you Bing it? Okay, I'm gonna Bing it. <laughs> Um, anyways, I, uh, I would, yeah, there, there's a long list of volcano movies. There's Dante's Peak, mm-hmm. Volcano, Joe, uh, Joe versus the Volcano, Weiger's Bigging here. All great. Every a lo- one of them. A long an list, and, and, and you, yeah. met, you mentioned two whole movies on that very long <laughs> list. A story <laughs> history. Such a long three list. Movies. And, uh, <laughs> hey, was how funny about the, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Huh? All right, those count. Those count. Going to Mordor. the fiery uh, Mount, yeah, fiery Mount uh, Doom, uh, Mount right? Doom, and Mordor. And just like ring. basketball, I know exactly what you're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known for the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the volcano in Dante's Peak had like a similar thing to like the the Armageddon type movies too, right? Like they like they both came out very close to each other. I feel like that's right. Uh, those movies. What are the other movies like uh, Armageddon and There's and an Ants Impact, and a Bug Life. Impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deep Impact and Armageddon. Deep Impact. Yeah, it's a, That's it. very common. The you know we were talking Tom Hanks earlier, mm-hmm. and he says this on a recent Simmons podcast, but he's talking about how how big was like the fourth of the kid adult body swap sort of movies that came out in a oh, row. Yeah. It was like there was like Vice Versa. There was like you know. There was like three. There was like three different ones, and then Big comes out, and Big is the one that everyone remembers. Why? Well, you, were, I was wrong. Okay, it's not mm. Sunkist. Mm. Oh, it's drink. It's drink. Jump orange soda. Jump orange soda. Yeah, it's a generic brand. Yeah, yeah, they made it up. Yeah. By the way, I want to say that I met Tom Hanks. Not to brag. Um, Did you really? And- well, it's it's actually a weird way to have met him because I do that show Wait Wait Don't Tell Me on occasion and um right. and I uh it was like one of the very early pandemic shows. So it was like April 2020 and he famously as you know started the pandemic. And yeah. um and he so he was on the show talking about his experience or whatever but he most guests of that show like in most shows they come off and they come they they leave they come on and off like and we're doing Zoom shows Sure. So he didn't need to log in until his time but he logged in during the tech setup and then just stayed it that show tapes for like nearly 3 hours and he straight up hung out with us <laughs> Wow. So I I did my jokes 
to an audience of one Tom Hanks the entire wow. time. It was the most <laughs> insane experience because I'd be That's like, so is crazy. Tom Hanks laughing at my one joke that I just did on Zoom? Um, and That's so, and I, and I said to him that Joe versus the Volcano is like one of my favorite childhood movies. It's like, you know, one of those movies. I remember it so clearly. It's like one of the first movies that I can really clearly remember. And and then he was just like, well, Nagin, they're not all winners. So he <laughs> is not a huge fan of Joe versus the Volcano. And I was like, you're wrong, sir. That's a fantastic movie. I remember loving it. I, I wrote a, a for Birthday Boys, the sketch show that I did with the with the Birthday Boys crew. Um, I wrote a uh, a sketch called Little, where uh, Tom Hanks goes to the machine and he and he wishes to be little. And then we were going to have Colin Hanks play like a younger Tom Hanks, being like, "Oh my God, I'm like a and, and uh, <laughs> it's that sort of thing of I, I was yeah. banking like a like a sort of thing of like I'm whatever. It's a bad sketch, but also a sketch that's banking on like a gigantic star and his son. Yes, both to say yes to to an IFC sketch show. (laughs) So, needless to say, it never got made. The 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 little sketch, which then became a movie. Little became a movie afterward. Like uh, the the and you get a nice payday for that. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Did you get royalties for that? (laughs) I had the idea first. I was winding that at the red carpet premiere. Uh, well, we should get to our final thoughts on the Capitol Grill. So, Nagin, here's how this will work. We'll each go around and give a closing argument, if you will, on this particular chain and end that little paragraph uh, by giving it a score from zero to five forks. Uh, you are a guest. We will begin with you when you're ready. Yes. Um, so I, I, so it's funny because I, I talked to a friend today. Um, it's, I don't, again, I, I have, I have some friends. It's not a big deal, but they exist. And <laughs> I, <Water> uh, shows. <laughs> and I was saying that I was going to come on the show and we were going to talk about Capitol Grill. And she said, oh, Capitol Grill, they, they have, um, they don't have good wage practices. Um, mm. and, oh, uh, no. they're God. cited by one fair wage as not having fair wages. And I was like, disappoint. I was so upset because I, because my, I'm, I had such a delightful time and this was, it was also, I just, I highly recommend going to a steakhouse with a friend or a mom and, um, and really just luxuriating in it, uh, because it's so just the entire experience and the atmosphere, everything was really lovely. Um, the food was excellent. I had like a great, like beef oriented stomach ache afterwards that was mm. totally worth it. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I, I loved all of it. And the only reason I'm going to give them four and a half forks is because of that one thing that my friend told me about, you know, the wage practices. So, right. um, it, it would have been a five, it would have been a five fork experience. Um, if I didn't get, like, I almost wish I hadn't I talked to my friend, you know what? She's no longer my friend. That's it. This is over with me and her. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I uh, so so four and a half forks um, for the food, and then minus a half because if that thing about labor practices is right, hopefully they'll clean it up. Wow, very good. Wow, score. four forks, two tines, Mister Slice. What do you think? Well, Wags, I can't believe this place is owned by the Darden Group because I, you know, I had a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. Javier was was great. Uh, I, this is sad to hear. I, 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 I tipped well, like I always try to do at these restaurants, but 
yeah. that we go to. But but uh, I didn't know. I, you know what? I didn't know about this this whole uh, this whole wage situation. So this is now a bummer to me. I'm just yeah, finding read, this out I'm right so now. Sorry. I read a little bit about it, but I, I mentioned the Thanksgiving thing. But yeah, they had a they had a lawsuit from some servers a, a few years back too. So you know, maybe, maybe that was maybe they're they're starting to get the, their ducks in a row. But you, you, with all the, all these corporations are so fucking monstrous that. Well, look, it stinks. What I was going to come in and say, I was going to come going to come in and say this is that the price point is very high. Um, mm-hmm. Like a yes. like a look. Will people be mad that we even went here? Possibly, but you know what? We got to cover them all. We we eat at Yoshi. We eat at Yoshinoya so that we can also eat at Capital Grill. We cover we cover all the right. bases. We we cover we cover we cover the 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 worst the dregs of uh, of of all chain restaurants and we cover we cover the high class ones too. And this is one of the high class ones. This is a birthday spot, a celebration spot. This is an expensive night out. Uh, there was like a family of like like ten people nearby, and I was like, damn, that is gonna be. A couple thousand dollars. It seemed like it was maybe yeah. someone famous. I couldn't tell what was going on, but um, my mom and I walked by the table later to try to see what mm-hmm. was up. That was our deal. We didn't notice anything, uh, and they were mad that I walked by. Uh, anyways, <laughs> they weren't really mad. Um, I I loved it. I mean, like I'm shocked this is part of the Darden Group. I had one of the best steaks I've ever had for real at a chain restaurant. It was just a really fantastic steak. The sides were great. The service was great. Uh, I loved the atmosphere. Like I was gonna go five forks, and I didn't know about I didn't know about all this other stuff. So like this is this is hard for me now. Do I not go full five wise? Do I take it down to four and a half? Like I think uh, you should. I think you should you should trust your gut because I also say this is also baked into capitalism. It's just like all yeah. the, the exploitative labor practices are the case of uh, all these restaurants and also up and down the the supply chain. That's why mm. that's why they're John Deere workers mm-hmm. striking. That's why they're Kellogg workers striking. It's just a it's a it, it's it, a, it fucking sucks. We do we have a problematic punk podcast who I you know I never would have thought that, but it it is. Yeah, I mean we, we should going in. Also, we 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 uh, we do not honor the Doughboys uh, media picket lines. Um, so <laughs> those of us the, the our striking workers, uh, we're, we're looking just for just G song outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I gotta go. My experience with five five forks. So I so I'll look. Wow. It's already out of the platinum plate club because of because of because of this wager practice deal. So. That's broken now, and and that's fucked up. Pay your workers and 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 give a living wage. Uh, we've said it before; we'll say it a thousand times over. Um, but the experience there for a high end restaurant that you go on a special occasion, mom or dad's birthday, uh, you know, some anniversary, something like that. It was fantastic, and you know what? It wouldn't have been Five Forks without Javier. I'll say that. It wouldn't have. It would not have been a five fork experience without Javier. Yes. So, so fucking pay your employees. There you go. That's what. That's uh, how it all ended. Well said, Mitch. And 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 I, and I agree that the service was great. The service is what you know. The atmosphere and the service is why you go to a steakhouse because it, this this would not have been the same meal if you'd gotten it to go. And I will say, even though that my entree itself was kind of underwhelming, just the overall experience uh, was wow. so was so great. You know. And the and I, I would say the service can't extends blame beyond the restaurant for that. They were probably like, what I know, the fuck? I because of my yeah. dietary restrictions, <laughs> no it's hard one to get a good. That. <laughs> 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 I had to run to Trader Joe's and buy a block right. of tofu. <laughs> um, 
the fucking it, the it, supply the supply tr- the supply chain is perfect for fuck to- the blocks of tofu. <laughs> the, the trains the trains are running for the tofu train. The tofu trains are pulling into the station. No issue there. So uh, I, I will say the service extends beyond our our, our excellent uh, uh, server. You know, we also I, I, everyone who was uh, coming by, making sure our water was refilled. I, 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 the hostesses were super. Uh, you know, kind of gave me the VIP treatment from walking in. I, it, it just felt like like there was there was just like really a high level of service. And sometimes at these these even at these chain restaurants that have a higher price point. Uh, the service isn't quite at that threshold because they're not right. adequately staffed or what have you. So I, I, I definitely give it points for that standpoint. Uh, our, our, my, my, my buddy, the Deli Boys, David Phillips, who was my dining companion, I asked him for his assessment. And this is what he said. Uh, tough call, 4.1. The point one Whoa. being for the added E at the end of grill. <laughs> I will return. Wow. And when I Wait, get one of their so signature he- steaks... <laughs> He li- so he likes the E? He likes the extra E, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I will return, right. and when I get one of their signature steaks, because he th- he got this uh, the steak au poivre, and I think he wanted to try one of the, I think he was actually eyeing that, that ribeye that both of you raved about, I could see my rating changing. Um, and he and I had the same assessment that it was just like, this is prob- this is ba- better than all of these places except for maybe Ruth's Chris. And honestly, atmospherically, I would take this over Ruth's Chris. I just like the the... I just like the 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 way the restaurant feels more so than that. Um, so, yeah, boy, I, I going back to insomnia. It's 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 like it's so much of this is so much of I feel like how we perceive something is just a benefit of expectations mm. and like yeah. like you know like like you 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 see this new chain coming in from outside and you're just kind of like oh well, uh, show me what you got but you go to this this steakhouse and you're kind of like this chain steakhouse and your expectations are not high. Because you're thinking, like, this could just be, like, Sizzler. You know what I mean? Yep. And then when it exceeds yep. that, it's just like, wow, this place is actually pretty damn good. I think this is not quite Hillstone, but it it definitely gave me a similar vibe to a Hillstone. And um, Oh, man, I, I maybe think it's better than Hillstone, but that's – I love Hillstone, how too. How dare you? I, I, I know that you love Hillstone, and I like it as well. But I, but I, but I think this is really, really, really good. But, but for a chain, for a chain of this size, I think this is a four and a half fork eatery. So for that yeah. reason, I am going to say, welcome to the Golden Plate Club, the Capital Grill. Wow! And yeah, get your fucking get your fucking wages in line. Get it sorted make out. Sure get it sorted paid. out. Get that all sorted out. Also, um, wise, I just looked that that table of. I was questioning if it was someone famous or not. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up. Stephen King was at that table. Wow. That's who it was. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Spoon Man, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus... 
They'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Wags, we, we all carry around stressors, big and small. It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? feel a lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are with Nagin Farsad. And hey, that was our review of this week's Chain Capital Grill. It's time for a segment. I've got a food-related wow. exam. And Mitch and our guests must compete for superiority. It's another edition of Slop Quiz. And this week's wow. Slop Quiz category is Knock It Off. So these are compiled by our I'm going to get my producer. ass kicked. I can't even say time correctly. I think you have a shot at this one because this is about knowing this is about brand knowledge. I think you got a chance. Uh, this is compiled by our, our associate producer, the Drop King, Robert Persinger, uh, who again is striking and we do not honor it. Um, uh, I will read the name of a knockoff <laughs> and you answer with the name brand that this knockoff is copying. So, for example, if I said huh? fruit uh -huh. rings, you would answer with fruit loops. Got so it. I'll say the got I'll it. say the 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 yeah, the ripoff. You, you say the real. Oh, this thing. is good. This okay. is good. Okay. So, buzz, so, so, so buzz in with buzz your in name. Buzz in with our names. Okay. Yeah, okay. buzz in with your name. All right, first up. Panburger Partner. Nagin. Hamburger Helper. You are correct. Damn it. Hamburger Partner close. is a hamburger helper knockoff. Next up. Cheddar Cheese Guppies. What? I know. What? Ch Cheddar, Cheddar Cheese Guppies. Mitch? Cheetos? Not Cheetos. Oh, um, Goldfish. You are oh correct. Pepperidge Farm gold Goldfish Crackers. The ripoff yeah. is Cheddar Cheese Guppies. Oh, I'm right, getting my next ass one. kicked. It's still early. <laughs> butter It's Not. Mitch, I can't believe it's not butter. Is that your answer? It's just a statement. Yes. 
You are correct. You're on the board. It's two to one. Next one, number four, thick mints. Two to one. Mitch. Uh, Thin mints. You are correct. I thought I buzzed thin in mints. first. Thick mints, I mean, the ripoff of thin mints. But did I heard you? Nagin. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, three to one. Down. This is messed up. All right, here we go. All right, number five. Square-shaped rice. Mitch. Rice Krispie Treats. No, you are incorrect. Oh, God, that's what it. I was going to say. Um, oh, Nagin, I know what they are now. Uh, yes. Rice... Um, oh my god, the round ones, what are they called? Rice? I know them. Crisps? <laughs> no, they're called crisps. No. Oh no, I messed up, I don't remember. It, they were looking for rice checks. Oh, rice I, check oh I got cereal. The, I would know. I, wouldn't have Square I don't rice. even know what that is, oh. so for the record. Che- Do you know checks Mix? Oh, Chex Mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before Chex Mix, there was the cereal. In fact, the cereal might still exist. I think that just the Chex Mix got bigger than the cereal. I can't believe that I said, I know it, he, 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 and I didn't know it. <laughs> what, what did you think it was? <laughs> I just thought it was rice cake. I thought, uh, what are the round ones? What oh, are the qu- round- like the Quaker rice cakes. Oh, yeah, like rice cakes? Yeah. Are they called rice cakes? Yeah, I maybe. think so. But the, I guess that's not a brand name, right? So I No, I, it's I, not I a brand name. Off. So we that, was, that was like a health terrible. food in the 90s. Yeah. And they're yeah. fucking awful. Tastes like shit. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, they're disgusting. It will be right. kind of nice when they have a ton of sugar and cinnamon on them. Yeah, that's you like true. You get a nice, nice crunch. No, oh, well, she doesn't. My mom doesn't either. All right, go ahead. Next one. Do you even know your mom, dude? <laughs> you don't know if your mom likes rice cakes or not? Do you even know your mom? <laughs> Number six, Energade. Mitch. What, Nikine? Oh. I heard Mitch. Gatorade? Correct. Energade, like Powerade, is a knockoff of Gatorade. All, All right, right. A few more is here. It? All right. I just want to say that's a terrible name, knockoff name. Awful name. Yeah. Awful. What's the and, score? And also Do you is, even remember what the score is? Uh, Nagin 3, Mitch 2. Also, okay. Energade, because it's like it's because it's a portmanteau of aid and energy, but it makes yeah. you think that you should say Energade. Like it, like yeah. it's it's confusing. Or it's missing an R, and it should be renegade. <laughs> it should be renegade. <laughs> it should be Lorenzo renegade. Lamas. And also, it, it seems like it could be like a Red Bully type drink instead of Gatorade. But whatever. Yeah. Moving yeah. terrible name, awful terrible. name. Moving on. But is it as bad as this next one? Number seven, cream betweens. Mitch, <laughs> go for it, Mitch. Ore- Oreos. You are correct. Oreos, which themselves are a knockoff of Hydrox. Hydrox wow. predates Oreos. As we've said on the podcast. Wow. It is knotted up three apiece. Okay. I got my little I got a little Oreo right here myself. Mm-hmm. There he is. Nice. Mitch just picked Holy up his mom. Boy. No. He's a guy. I did not pick up little. my mom. <laughs> yeah. Look at him. Look at Wally. Aww. Very it's cute. A big face on that cat. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right. Wally's hanging out right. for the rest of it. Let's go. All right. Wally, Wally can buzz in, too, uh, with these last two. Number okay. nine, Scandinavian swimmers. Wait a minute. We've talked what? about these before. <laughs> Scandinavian swimmers. We've talked about these. God, how have I forgotten? We've made so many jokes about Scandinavian swimmers. Vanilla Wally. wafers? 
It's not Nilla Wafers. Um, Wally buzzed in. What? Yeah, oh, Wally buzzed in. Sorry. T- tuna fish, Wally. <laughs> Wally, you idiot. <laughs> what is that? A dumb cat? <laughs> <laughs> Scandinavian swimmers. God, this makes me oh, so mad because we. Is it um? Is it um? Swedish fish. It is Swedish oh my fish. God. Thank you so much. But Thank I, I you can't. So much. I can't award. I can't award either of you a point for this one because uh, what? I think you t- did. You take multiple guesses. Yeah, that's that's a two. rule. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I feel like right, I should last, get like half a point. Okay, go ahead. All right, I'll give you a half point. Thank you. But this last one will decide it. Wow. Nagin three and a half. Mitch has three. Nutmaster. Mitch. No. Yes. Nick Weiger. Not my nickname. Nikki Nutter Butters. It's not Nutter Butters. Is wow. It not Nutter Butters? It's Nutella. That wow. is a terrible name for Nutella. Absolutely awful name. And and not my new nickname. Wally, so Wally. Yes, Wally. <laughs> Tuna fish. Wally. Oh Wally. my God, he's so <laughs> dumb. Don't let Wally talk anymore. He's embarrassing himself. Whatever you say, not we'll master. Call, we'll, we'll call that one a draw. We'll so we'll call that one a draw. A uh, uh, that was uh, that was this week's no. Swap quiz. Win, the win goes to the guests. All right, Nagin gets the I win. I did have half a point more, so I feel like that just mathematically true. I won, but I don't mean right, to right. be like a Very weird fair. stickler here. Just just as always with slop quiz, no one won. We all lost. <laughs> Why do we know any of this? Why do we know any of it? Yeah. <laughs> just like a restaurant value your feedback, let's open up the feedback. And today we have an email from Adam in Portland. Adam writes. I just got back from the COP26 climate change conference in Glasgow. Uh, who at did? one event, <laughs> I took a private plane. Uh, at one event, I was served haggis stuffed chicken. Not bad. Gross. What are your picks for the best and worst things stuffed into other things dishes? So we're talking things stuffed into other things. But what when did we're he talking get in the lobster bag? mac and cheese earlier? He got he got haggis stuffed chicken, right? Which I've never even heard Oof. of. I can't even yeah. I can't even conceive right. of the taste. Yeah, I can't put my mind around that one. That's that's a uh, yeah. Well, hmm. can I can I be like a super token ethnic girl and um Please. and name a, a Thanksgiving dish that my mom frequently does. So she there's this there's this rice dish in Iran um that is uh it's like currants, red currants um and some dates and some like almonds or whatever and rice and then they they do it up with some saffron and some other um spices it's a very it's a really great rice dish and she put that stuffed a turkey with that wow. um for thanksgiving one year and i thought that it you know i was very skeptical at first um and just you know because of the xenophobe that i am uh but <laughs> i i tasted it and and i was very um i was very convinced my mom did a great little accidental invention of um this um you know red currant rice uh persian red currant rice stuffed turkey sounds wow. delightful 
It does sound delightful, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, you know, the, the, uh, the question was both best and worst. Uh, we were talking lobster mac and cheese earlier, but as far as worst goes, I feel like I've never loved. I mean, lo- a- lobster mac and cheese isn't worst. That's not, yeah, I'm not, not talking, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm using that as a, as a jumping off point to what I was going to say, which is that I've never had success with like mac and cheese between bread in any context. Oh, if it's like the mac and cheese yeah. burger yeah. or the the you know the mac and cheese dog or or like yeah. it, like you see somebody they'll try like a mac and cheese version of a grilled cheese. To me grilled it's always ungapachka. Yep. Yeah, I, I I I don't need it. Get that mac and cheese out of there. Mac and cheese is best on its own. Mm. Uh so this so that's not really stuffed though, right? I mean like look I, I never had a t- turducken, but that seems ungapachka to me. You know what I mean? Like I don't need sure. a turkey, chicken, stuff. and yeah. duck. I don't. Yeah, I don't need them all. Although I'd I like to try one. Together. I've never had one. I would like to try it. I I kind of agree with uh, disagree with Wags in that I the the like a uh, carb on carb I can like you know like a piece of bread with some noodles wrapped like you know stuffed in there. Sometimes I can, I can I can enjoy that like a uh, like a potato chip in a sandwich can be fun. Yeah, sure. that can be fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was specifically talking mac and cheese. Yes, I, 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 I will like. I, I will throw some chips in a Sammy. Um, I like. A, is it a Scotch egg? Is that the egg that uh, you know, what I'm talking about? Oh yes, Scotch. yeah. It's like in. It's wait. It's in meat what, or isn't meat it is fry? in it. Oh no. Yeah, it is. I think. It? I believe it is. I believe it is. I believe it is fried. Um, hold on. I get. I get. But I. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's bread. Oh, it's meat. It's breaded. It's meat that's then breaded, and then there's an egg inside of it. So a Scotch egg is a boiled egg wrapped in sausage meat, coated in breadcrumbs, and br- baked or deep fried. And I've loved those. Every time I've had one of those, I loved them. I love deviled eggs. You know, those are kind of oh, stuffed with stuff. Oh, sure, deviled eggs are great. I'm trying to think of things that are stuffed. Oreos are stuffed and double stuffed. Um, you get like a stuffed mushroom that can be fun. How about like how about a Costco you know chicken bake? That's I'm a not fun a huge stuff stuffed mushroom guy. There we go for me. There, there's your I, like worst. A, to, not, it's, but also, I don't think that those are bad. I'm trying to think of like mm-hmm. things that are like, and I'm sure what it is is like you know some something that's been stuffed with some seafood or something like that. You know, and I'm just like, oh, it just doesn't seem to to work for me. But there's, I don't think that has ever been anything where I'm like, ooh, that is that is putrid or something. You know, that like I've never. Yeah, yeah. I've never touched my pearls say at something like that. The world of stuffing is um a thing into another thing has i i feel like has almost always worked for me like sure. it's made it's it's made the the dish just more fun and there's like a surprise in the middle you know i think i mm. i think i've generally enjoy, i enjoy the concept and i can't even think of one that i've like heavily disliked yeah. Uh, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, back in the day, my, uh, my, my grandma RIP would make a, like a stuffed pork chop and that would be great sometimes, uh, you know, back when I was eating meat, you know, like I'll, mm. I'll do a, 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 like a, uh, uh, um, uh, why am I having uh, trouble thinking of the, the name of the day? Oh, like a chili relleno. You was thinking of mm-hmm. the pasilla oh, chili, but a yeah. chili relleno mm-hmm. is those, like a see, stuffed those... dish that's always delightful. I, always good. To me, it's that. Like so often, it's just like something that's stuffed with cheese. Like in my mind, I'm like, sure. Oh, it's like you know a burger that has cheese in it, and I've, you know a juicy Lucy, which I've had before, which is fantastic. Um, or a hot dog that has like cheese inside of it, and I love that. You know, like yeah, put cheese in anything, and I like it. In so, the, so like, in, in the Mediterranean context, you're always looking at like an eggplant that's otherwise a little bland. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, the you. sneezing we episode. Got another sneeze. Another Talk sneeze. about podcast structure. We're just bringing <laughs> yeah. it back at the very end. And interestingly um, enough, I'm sneeze free, Wags. This whole end. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? Stuff crust a little a little overrated. Stuff crust when the, when they put the cheese into the end of it. Like I'm like, that's a great point. Like, Stuff uh, crust never yeah. never never as good as it looks. I feel yeah. like there's a big one I'm missing that I won't that I don't like and that we'll get tweeted at and get yelled at for it. But there's a Mitch big forgot, one. Mitch forgot of the stu- the stuffed uh, peppers. He should have said <laughs> stuffed peppers. <laughs> I'm unsubscribing. See, <laughs> I I love there's there you can get like um like uh, there's a thing in like uh the Italian delis on the on the East Coast where you get like the stuffed. I think it's usually a cherry pepper stuffed uh-huh. with. Stuff with like uh, cheese and prosciutto. You know what I'm talking about, Emma? Like, there's, there's like, mm-hmm. oh man, they're so good. Like the stuffed peppers. They're they're the the, but they're they're cold. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because they're like yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. But anyways, yeah, people will be mad. But there's a big one that we're missing that I that I can't think of. But for the most Ooh, part, like a cor- like a cordon bleu. Yes, a bleu. See? A lot of fun. I like that too. It never. Yeah. You know what? I think I got it. The the a thing that I never that will never usually do, but why is you're gonna disagree here is what is the the ham and cheese sandwich? It's a French sandwich, a croque 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 monsieur croque monsieur, yeah, yeah, yeah. croque monsieur. The the the, the croque madame has the egg on it, lack of braised. I was never a big fan of that, but also like that's not bad, you know. I can't it's think of anything that's oh really my bad. God. So. Croque messieurs are so delicious. Really All right, see, that's yeah. this is this is this is why it's just I'm I'm I'm, I'm searching and I can't think of anything I in the know. stuff it's world. Like, that's, that's but it's good. It's got like a bechamel sauce on a, a croque monsieur. It's so delicious. Yeah, you know, maybe you know the bad stuff, really Wags. Mm-hmm. The stuff itself, that monstrous, mm, yes, white. Stay away. Yeah, stay away from, from that the alien stuff. substance uh, mm-hmm. that becomes uh, everyone becomes addicted to eating and then ultimately hollows people out and turns them into husks who are controlled yes, by just some like, alien microbe. <laughs> and this probably falls into the same category as huh? uh-huh. the NBA chat and the Lord of the Rings chat from earlier. This is even more obscure. <laughs> our our listeners are even like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Anyways, that's it. That's it, Wags. We're, we're, we're stuffed out. Yes, I, well, I do. I do want to shout out one more that I, that I thought of because you're talking about cheese, uh, which is that if you're ever and we're talking steakhouses, you go to a, you, you 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 get yourself a martini. If, if a place does a blue cheese stuffed yeah, olive, stu- oh, yeah, my yeah. Mom, delightful. My mom was delightful. My mom wanted martini. one of those at at the Capitol Grill. There was one of those on the menu. So yeah, wow. yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, let us know your picks for stuffed foods. Hashtag the stuff. And if you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOW. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, you can join the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Nagin Farsad, thank you so much for being here. Thank oh you so much gosh. for uh, for taking the time to go to Capitol Grill and uh, and and for sharing your experience. Uh, uh, please come back. Uh, uh, tell us about Fake the Nation. Anything else you would like to plug? Yeah, no, I I had such a wonderful time. Thank you so much for having me. What a great restaurant experience I got to have because of this. And um, listeners, if you like just uh, uh, three people chatting, um, <laughs> you will love Fake the Nation. We it's a culture and uh, news podcast. We 
take we grapple with three subjects from the news every week, and we've had it's you, it's me and a cast of a uh, rotating cast of comedians, people like Margaret Cho, Samantha B. Um, we've even had people like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, Larry Wilmore, just uh, and and and, and Wags here has even been on the show. That's right. Um, and so so tune in to Fake the Nation. It's also a Headgum Pod, and it's uh, and I think you'll I think you'll really enjoy it. Great show. And if you check out my episode, you can hear me say things like, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I lend my insights. That's fucked up. The Neil deGrasse Tyson of dipshits. (laughs) (laughs) I go by Nutmaster. Thank you very much. Um, Hey, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for Mr. Slice, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See you, Nutmaster. On the next Doughboys Double, they did the mash. The mash off. Eva Anderson and Mike Hanford return as we each tackle a Thanksgiving dish for this year's theme, pie. The mash off four. Pie goes to the runner. Only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.